What's up, everyone, and welcome to the Flip Flop Guy podcast. I'm Andy Mokel, and I'll be your host. Our goal is to have epic conversations with people from all walks of life. There are no talking points that are off the table. It's going to get wild. We hope our guests inspire and motivate you to walk with purpose as we trudge the road of human existence. Enjoy the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Legion OST DIY Outdoors podcast. Today we are coming from you guys yet again from the road for part four of our road trip podcast. We are in Fernley, Nevada, passing through. We are, what, 13 hours into these seats in your car. Yes. The leather is hot. It smells like must farts. and farts in here. <laughs> and McDonald's. Mick Donald's. <laughs> Mick shit. We are definitely on this road trip. I would say that we are front country fatties. Yo, front country fatty for sure. For life. Um, but anyways, uh, we've got another guest with us today, Eric Thompson. What's up, guys? Pleasure to be on the podcast. Eric, how are you doing? Oh, I'm just great, sitting here in the back seat like an abandoned stepchild. Hey man, that back seat's been kind to me for the yeah, last few hours. It's pretty warm back It's got a here. hole burnt in it, I it's, think. It's got a hole burnt in it, and <laughs> yeah. I've been just cuddled up in the corner sleeping on yeah. and off for 13 I, hours. I think, I think, for the entirety of the drive out and the drive back, almost every time that I would glance back to see what yeah. Anthony is doing... He's sleeping. He's sleeping. Yeah. Like, sleeping beauty sleeping. I think Eric put it best, like an abandoned stepchild. All the conversations happen up here, and yeah. when you're not included, what's better way to... What are you going to do? Just sleep. I right? might I might doze off once or twice during the podcast. I apologize in advance. <laughs> we'll just shake the shit out of you. Yeah. Like you would a stepchild. Okay? Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, all right, so we've been on the road since last, oh, God, I don't even know what day we left it is. Thursday. Thursday. I was going to say Saturday, but that was not the case. We left uh, last Thursday. I drove up to Andy's house from yep. Orange County. Eric, you came down from... Portland, Oregon. Portland, Oregon. We rendezvoused uh, at Andy's place up in Petaluma, and we hit the road. Yeah. Also, so, for, for the record... Portland, Oregon to Petaluma, California, out to Montana is not the fast route. Yeah, you kind of, you took the, the long way. I don't know why I did that. It was your choice. Here I am. I gave you the option. Long haul for Eric. And yeah. tomorrow when he Long goes, haul for both of you guys. Well, he's got to drive like 10 hours. I can he's got to drive, you got to drive six. Yeah, six hours home. He he's goes got to drive 10. Yeah. Bottom line, we're all driving a lot. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah making up for it right now. I'm going to go sturgeon yeah. fishing. You're going sturgeon fishing. Alright, so Thursday rendezvous. Yeah, Thursday you guys all showed up. Yep. First Eric came by my work loaded yep. up the minimal amount of gear Very that Eric minimal. brought for the trip. Then you showed up. Yep. And we loaded up the brunt of everything. You're trying to say that I brought the brunt of gear or no, just like that. The, the rest of the coolers. Are you trying we... to say you didn't bring a lot of gear? Oh, no. I brought a lot of gear. There's a, there's no doubt about that. Andy's gear bag is... It I fits think inside it... a 125 Yeti. Yeah, I think you can fit a Perfectly. few small children in there, too. More than a few. <laughs> I know, for a fact. So, we loaded up, and we took off, what, at about 12.30? Yeah, we got on the road. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I got on the road, and then what was our first stop? 
Our yeah. first stop was at Kuyu. Kuyu headquarters. Kuyu headquarters, that's right. And uh, we had to finish gearing up. We Eric? Had, yep. Eric, yeah, what'd you have to get? I had to get a pack, complete whole pack setup, bino harness. Uh, oh, hold on, hold on. So, but like right before that, you had to get completely outfitted because this is. Oh, yeah. So let's back up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. This is. Let's, let's, this is. Uh, yeah. This is Eric's first time hunting ever. Ever. So no gear, no nothing. Never hunted a day in my life. And yeah, never hunted a day in his life. And he, no bullshit, goes and buys the best gear that you can buy. Well, so uh, let's talk for about a reason. That. Let's talk about that really quick. So first, you hit me up and you said, "Hey, what kind of gear should I get?" And yeah. I gave you a few different options of a few different companies, you know, based on price and how much you were wanting to invest and really dive in. To yeah. get what you were getting, it was Sitka Kuyu and Scree, yeah, right. And you ended up going with Kuyu. Yeah, I mean, I looked at the options, and it, you know, you're looking at stuff online, and you can't really tell what's really great or what's not. And so, yeah. in the end, I just deferred to what you guys, you know, dudes that I'm going to be hunting with, are using. Yeah. And because I was like, well, shit, it must work for them. Well, so. and a few other guys that you know that hunt. Yeah, yeah. There, I've got a few friends that hunt, and I've never heard a bad thing about any of the Kuyu stuff, so I figured I had like a decent, decent expectation of continuing to hunt after this trip, or at least I hope to. Yeah. So I was like, you know what, I'm just going to buy good shit, and hopefully it's a worthwhile investment for me. Hope for the best. Now, the first time you went to Kuyu to get outfitted, <laughs> you were coming off of very long motorcycle trip a 26 day straight late fall motorcycle ride yeah i've just been riding a harley across the country ended up doing like 6500 miles um <laughs> through some pretty hellacious weather yeah <laughs> and uh i was like very aware of how much it sucked having shitty gear um, yeah. and being in miserably cold situations with crappy gear and how terrible it made the situation and I knew that I was going to get pushed pretty hard on this trip and I figured if I could eliminate that variable <laughs> it would probably be wise for me because I knew I was going to be suffering and, and if I could do that like in some kind of base level of comfort somewhat comfort then I should make that effort so, so yeah. now we're going to back up even further let's back up to last winter you came down to California and you and I went out and got dinner and you told me you're like I want to go hunting this year yeah. And I was like, if Montana. you want to go hunting with me and and you and you want to be like have the have the biggest the 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 widest experience Is that even the right way to say it? Yeah. The most experience that you can get out of one hunt. I was like, you got to come to Montana with me and Anthony. Biggest bang for your buck. The biggest bang for your buck. Yeah. But it was expensive. It's not cheap. No. $1,006. Yeah. For the out-of-state combo yeah. tag. Not not a cheap tag. Not at all. And uh, when we applied... <laughs> it kind of was a shit show. It was yeah. kind of a shit so show. So my understanding of how this went down is that Anthony and Andy had set up a <laughs> party, you know. I, I've come to the realization that pretty much every, every state's fish and wildlife website is a nightmare to navigate and do anything on. And so I tried to tag on to their party, paid my 
you know, sent in the money, got got in there, looked like I, everything was cool. And it looked like you joined the party. Yeah. Punched in the number for your party and all the all of the requisite things are in place as far as I can tell. And but. so the waiting game began. And then Andy texts me one day and says, Dude, go check go check your email. You know, we got drawn. And I go and I jump on there and it says, You are not drawn. I was like, <laughs> wait, was like, what do you mean? Why you and I was like, Are you sure? And you guys both were drawn and I was not. And I was very sad. Um, but I guess the long and the short of it is that you can't add a person onto an existing party on the Montana website, whatever. Uh, you can if it's three-person party. You have to designate the how many people. How many people anyway, there was the a party. technical difficulty, yes. and I didn't get drawn, and they both did. And so I was just like, well, shit, I guess I'm not going to get to go hunting this year. Maybe next year. But nay. And I tell Andy, and I'm moping. I'm sad at this You're point. You're bummed out. Dude. I'm like, dude, this is a waste. I hope they give me my money back. And Andy's like, don't lose faith. You got to get on the alternate list. You're going to get a tag. And, you're, you and I wait. told you, you got to sign up in June to get on the alternate list. Well, I don't remember the date. But anyway, I did. I got on the alternate list. What number were you when you started? Like 273 or something like that. Oh, and they gave you a number? Yeah, oh, yeah like, you oh, get wow. a number in line. Oh, yeah, yeah, and I got that number, and I have no perspective on how many tags get issued or anything like that, but I think that seems like a really far... That's a big number. Yeah, that's yeah. a number that is going to take some time to overcome. And I checked back, you know, every few days, and it would, like, move down maybe two or three numbers, and I was like, there's no chance. I'm not getting this damn tag. And I kind of just gave up expecting to go on the trip at all, and then... Uh, one day, the freaking I got a letter in the mail from Montana FWP said, "Hey, we got a tag for you. If you want it, send us money." Because they had refunded my initial yeah purchase, and I called up Andy and I was like, "I just got this in the mail." And <laughs> he's like, "Yes, I told you, I told you." And so I just wrote another check and sent it back in and got my tags in the mail like a week later, and it was on. And, and all of a sudden, it was a reality. Yeah, it went from like super stoked, way down to maybe again, and then bumped. You were again. like, it was like dismal on the horizon, yeah. and then all of a sudden, full bore, it's game time, and it was like three months out. A real emotional, or even less than coaster. three months out. No, it was like right before I left for my trip, so it was like yeah. a month and a half out or something. Yeah. Like oh that. wow. Two months maybe. Yeah. So here we are. <laughs> so we all jumped on the road. We all jumped on the road. Thursday, we're in the car. We hit Kuyu up. Eric had to go get fitted for a pack. We had to go get some odds and ends. Yeah, I got for some the super trip. down pants. Yep, the you super bought down some pro. super down pants. And a bomber hat. Bomber hat. I bought some little tchotchkes while I was there. Just accessorizing a bit. Accessorizing my outfits for the trip. <laughs> it's a problem because it's right there. Yeah, it's a problem. Every time, like, I go yeah. down the freeway, I can't not stop there. It's like being a drug addict and going to <laughs> your drug dealer's house and having, like, a buffet spot. of That's so funny drugs. because, like, I'm a recovering drug addict, so there's a lot of similarities <laughs> in what you're talking about. Similarly it's, expensive I mean, recovering alcoholic. <laughs> drug addict sounds horrible. Oh, God. Yeah, that's way better. Okay, anyways. <laughs> Darkness. Um, so we left... We left Kuyu, and then uh, we basically hit the road, and we drove all the way to Reno. Re oh, yeah. 
totally, totally forgot. Was that Stop Reno? Stop number two. Stop number two. Went Stop to number Dead two. Eye. Dead Eye Outfitters went to the headquarters, met up with Nikolai, and uh, that was our first time visiting the Dead Eye joint. Yeah. And uh, went Pretty there. awesome set. Yeah, it was cool, man. The Dope bucks, little... the mounts that oh, they the have. Oh, the mounts, man, are amazing. Yeah, yeah. Dude, their showroom's pretty yeah. sick, dude. Probably the only, like, back room shipping warehouse that's got, like, a world-class mount collection up on yeah. the walls. Of every single <laughs> Trophy collection. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah, monstrous 200-plus-inch bucks. All kinds of crazy yeah. stuff. And we, well, we hung around there for, what, an hour or so? We yeah, Nikolai kept trying to like squirm away, and we were like, "No, nah, dude, you're staying with us." Yeah, bullshitted, cracked a couple beers, and uh, picked up some gear. Picked up some gear. We got some of the new gear. Uh, make sure you guys look out for their new flannels that they're coming out so with. So speaking of that, dude, I wanted to ask you, what do you think of that flannel? Because you had that thing on the, almost the entire yeah, trip. Yeah, I loved it. Anytime we weren't hunting, it was yeah. like that flannel. Went I loved on. that flannel. It was nice. Yeah, it looks it's, nice. That's rad. Yeah. Um, I'm stoked to see them coming out with some other stuff other than just like the graphic tees they have and the hats and stuff. Yeah. But I mean, that was, I was super pumped on that. Um, and it's like an actual custom flannel too. It's not just like some off the shelf flannel that they're doing. Yeah. Um, really cool embroidery details on the uh, pocket and then on the back too. I like the stuff on the back. Yeah. And then That's tight. Uh, we got some new hats. They got some new hats coming the out. Hats are we sweet. got some of those. Some of them actually have a, a bent bill. Yeah. So many people. Preform. Precurved. Oh, yeah, yeah that's right. Preform right. bills. You know. So all of their bills can be curved, but these ones come precurved um, for all you flat bill haters. You know, it's so funny because, like, I have pictures from my grandfather all the way back into the 1980s. Yeah. Hunting in flat bill hats. Yeah, ain't nothing wrong with flat bills. I mean, imagine that. Like, people have been wearing flat bill hats for longer Forever. than it was a thing. Yeah. And now people just want to hate on it because they, yeah. they just don't to like each flat own. bill hats. To each their own. Yeah. But guess what? Every dead eye hat can be bent. Can be bent. I'm bending mine right now. Oh, it's true. You can't. You can't God. see you're it breaking because the you're cycle. listening to me. You're breaking not the looking cycle. Looking at me. You're breaking the cycle. Cut it out. <laughs> anyway, so uh, we had a blast over at Dead Eye, and then we got back on the road. Jackpot. 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 Party room. <laughs> yeah, Eric. So where did we? What happened when we got to Jackpot? Not only aside from the fact that it was like. 25 degrees out and ice cold. Yeah, very cold. By the way, Jackpot's a small town on the way to Montana that we stopped. The Nevada-Idaho border, basically. Yeah, yes. Uh, yeah, we got to this hotel, and we're just going to kind of squeeze into whatever room. You and I were going to share a bed. I didn't know that, but okay. Spooning. Um, because Anthony's cool weird and doesn't like to yeah. share a bed. I'm not really into the whole nuts to butts thing, guys. That's what he it's says. Okay. Don't believe it. I get him. it. I've camped on the mountain with him. He's I lying through his teeth. You're afraid. It's okay. Yeah. Um, naked and afraid. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so we're going to squeeze into whatever. We're, we're kind of bullshitting with this guy at the at the register. He was actually a really rad yeah, dude. Cool, yeah, cool old dude at the register. Talk, they had some cool... Uh, that wolf mountain in there, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the black wolf that was up on the wall. That yeah, was from Alaska. Yeah. A wild cat and some cool stuff. But uh, anyway, we're as we're already paid and checked in. 
I asked if he had a rollout bed, and he said, oh, you know we got rooms with more beds in them. And I'm like, you didn't think to suggest that when the three of us were <laughs> standing at the counter. When there's three men, and he was uh, like, y'all are from California. Yeah, you know, make your assumptions, I guess. But yeah. uh, anyway, he's like, oh, we got a party room. And uh, I was like, well, what does that entail exactly? <laughs> But apparently it just means there's four beds in a huge room. It's kind of weird. But four anyway, queen-size beds. Four queen-size yeah. beds. Yeah, so it was ten bucks more, and so we're like, yeah, let's do that. Yeah. And it was great. So Billy slept in bed number four. Yeah. Yeah. Who, who's Billy? Billy? Don't worry about it. <laughs> Andy's imaginary friend had his own bed. Yeah. Uh, how about the decor, though? Let's let's stop to talk about the decor. The, do you want to talk about the carpet? Yeah. Beautiful. The carpet, carpet was. I want a room in my really? house to yeah. have that carpet. It's like game room carpet. It was Dude, like perfect. It was like amazing carpet. Yeah, it was like a mix of straight uh, out of like Casino with Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci. Like that and Circus Circus or something. <laughs> <laughs> Good combination, anyway. Yeah, 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 great combination. Anyways, so we uh, we stayed at the jackpot and uh, we woke up and we got back on the road. Yeah, and I don't. Was there really any other stops in between there and Montana? Not just like crazy weather. Crazy. Oh yeah, crazy weather yeah. and windshield wipers that really didn't work very snow well. Storms. Yeah, dude, we got in like a crazy snowstorm. Yeah. Jackknife FedEx truck. Dude, oh, yeah. that was crazy. Yeah. Yeah, in case any of you had uh, experienced a delay with your FedEx packages, really have some heart for that poor driver. He's probably traumatized. It looked scary as heck to me. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Dude's jackknifed. He's one of those double tractor trailer things. Probably a good, good crash right outside of Bozeman. Yeah. And then we went to uh, Sportsman's Warehouse. We did. We went to Sportsman's Warehouse. Yeah. We stopped at Sportsman's before we got in to camp meandered about a couple more essentials yeah we got some sleds yeah so I was unable to get because I used to have roll sleds yep that you could roll up and attach onto your pack yep and I tried to find them couldn't find the sleds so it was like all right well we need to get some sleds so we went there and I figured I mean this is Montana you think they'd have some sleds they gotta have some game sleds (laughs) yeah you're slacking sportsman's warehouse what is wrong with you they had no sleds, so we actually ended up having to get ice fishing sleds for dragging your auger out to your ice hole. Show you an ice hole. I'd rather. I'd, <laughs> you, I'd, you, no. You want to go? You want to go hang out on some black ice? Black ice. <laughs> black what, ice. What did you just say? <laughs> there was a lot of black ice. There was a lot winter of black weather. ice. Winter, winter weather. weather. Winter weather. Oh, excuse me. Excuse me. Um, Sorry. So, anyways, sports, sports warehouse. warehouse. Back on the road. <laughs> yeah, we got our stuff. Um, so then we then we head to the grocery store, pick up our groceries, go to our wonderful apartment, townhome. Amazing. Yeah, it was amazing. Place. Yeah, it was like going from rags to riches. Not roughing it at all. Not roughing it at like, all. There was heating. In every, every room, climate control in every including room. Including the bathrooms. Including the bathrooms. Yep. And bathrooms, plural. Plural. Plural yeah. bathrooms. Beds. Beds. Yeah. Floors. Floors. <laughs> Floors. Even a roof. Stories. <laughs> Stories. There was a wait, roof. wait. Yeah. We could back all the way up to a garage. Garage. Yeah. And yeah. unload yeah. in an entire garage and yeah. mudroom. It was nice. Every we, uh, day. That was a nice, I'll, we'll call that hunt camp bougie. That's yeah. 
bougie-ass hunt camp. That, hey, you know what, man? That's just... And it wasn't even expensive. <laughs> that was the That's best part. Front country fatty hunting yeah, right there. Yeah, whatever. I'll it take worked. it. We took it. Yeah. All right, so we're in Montana. It's game time. Game time. Game time. So we break out all our gear. We go through all our new stuff, rip all the tags off and get our packs squared away. Yep. So opening morning. 5.30 Not opening morning. But not opening. Our first morning. Our first morning, what was going to be Saturday morning. We were looking at, what was it, like five degrees? Yeah, something like that. Plus wind chill? Real yeah. cold. Cold. Real cold. It wasn't too windy that day, but it was cold no, as heck. It was cold. It was brisk. So we glassed up for some elk. Yep. Did we find any elk Saturday morning? No. Nope. We did low on the mountain. Well, yeah, down in, in the private. base. On private. Down in the... So, and while we were doing all that, we decided to take off up the hill, but we found out that night or the next day that like 25 cows had all been killed down off the road. That was that night when we... No, it was the morning was, when it happened. Well, we found out... That night. That night, I think Saturday, it was. Saturday we, morning walked it we turned we had to go through a checkpoint for the game warden oh that's right and then he told us a few had gotten killed and then the next day we had talked to somebody and that's when they told us that all the cows all the numbers were different from didn't well some were on the story some were on some were on private some were on state yeah the story but there was a herd that had come off the mountain yep come off the mountain well yeah all the herds were that morning were down way low, Down low yeah. because of the weather was yeah. freezing balls cold so now Eric this is where for Anthony and I we've been up there before yeah you've never been up there it's semi light we pull up to the trailhead mm-hmm. you tie a sled off to your backpack <laughs> and start walking <laughs> and start the death march yeah. That mind you, we did that death march his, every single day. His first experience. His, yeah, it was his first experience. Yeah. So, how was that? Like, what was it like for you driving up? What, like, the whole leading up into <laughs> it? What was your thought process? We get to the place, we're unloading, we're unpacking, getting packs squared away and food squared away. And now it's like freezing cold. We're layered up and we're hiking. Yeah, I mean, I, I had come into it with kind of a mix of expectations because every time I asked you what it was going to be like, you you would just say it's the hardest thing ever and you're going to be destroyed. And I'm, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to just train my ass off before I go. And then I just didn't at all. <laughs> so instead of coming into it like trained up and just chomping at the bit, I was like, well, I did like two six-mile hikes over the last two weeks. Well, not only that, but you just suffered a knee injury, like, what, three or four yeah, weeks prior to the I, trip? There's something there's something real wrong with my knee. I don't know what it is yet. I've got an MRI scheduled for when I get back. So yeah. I've got a questionably functional knee that works half the time. Not more than half the time, but sometimes it just blows up on me, and it's like I, I can't even like get out of bed in the morning type situation yeah. so I'm, I'm a little skeptical about how this is going to go but we we get out there and you know load up the packs and I get the pack on and I'm just like oh damn this is kind of heavy and uncomfortable kind of heavy uh, <laughs> and uh, we just start going and it's a it's this fucking mountain <laughs> you just yeah. you just you're literally climbing a mountain 
to like get to the starting point of where we're hunting. Yeah. And I am sweating my ass off. Pouring sweat. Pouring sweat. Yeah. You know, like it's still freezing cold and I am pouring sweat just on the walk up the hill. And I'm just like, okay, whatever. I know I'm going to get my ass kicked. I'm just going to try and, you know, I'm not going to be able to keep up, but I'm just going to try and keep everyone within sight or whatever. And, I and feel like you kept up with us so, trying, like, the yeah, whole time. Try and yeah. wing it. Anyway, uh, I'm just making an effort. And, uh, yeah, I, did, I just didn't know what to expect, so I was I was open to whatever, and it was hard as hell. Yeah. Um, Do you think trekking poles helped you out? Yeah, hugely, yeah. hugely. Um, I've never used trekking poles in my entire life. Did you feel kind of gay about it? Uh, yeah. Well, I felt a lot better after I figured out how you're supposed to loop the straps under your hands, so you don't have to death grip the things the yeah. whole time. Um, I did that the first two days. Um, Leverage. So yeah, they're they're very very useful big on the trekking poles for sure but yeah oh, it's yeah. a dude it's this is my first exposure to anything hunting and you know it's public land and there's not really any shortcuts when the access points are so limited so yeah. i was like you know what? Far between. we're gonna have to you know hike in from one corner or the other and and we did and yeah, that yeah. was just the beginning yeah <laughs> well yeah and that first morning i mean we hiked up to where andy and i killed our bucks three weeks prior four weeks prior and then we dropped down and around and up and over <laughs> through well, we feet dropped, of snow yeah we dropped way down and we were we were fresh tracks yeah we were breaking stuff yeah, yeah we broke a, that trail that we yeah. used all week pretty yeah. much wasn't that a great trail that too? was an amazing trail. this amazing. is on the on like the the windward sides of these hills there's like a foot and a half of snow yeah piled up and oh, we're yeah. tromping through this stuff and uh there was that was just energy sapping like you wouldn't believe yeah just, breaking breaking trail was a nightmare yeah inside hilling through deep snow on top of roots and rocks and stuff and slipping slipping and falling over slipping and over, over and over and over it was a it was a challenging day for me for sure but so we ended up we cut up or we dropped we put miles in looking for elk and weren't finding them, basically. Yeah. And deer, too, though. Yeah. yeah. I, I had a deer tag. I was the only person with a deer tag at this point. Yeah. For some Well, context. that was kind of on purpose, too. I wanted to be able to to really focus on on your deer and not have to focus yeah. on either mine or Anthony. We saw some does, you know, when we're coming through the trees in various places. Well, no, right when we got up to the top, Anthony... Yeah, right when we got up to the top, I'd spotted two deer. One was... Much oh, yeah. larger than the other, but I couldn't. There was it no way to too tell. Quick. Yeah, I couldn't tell what it was. Uh, head down, feeding behind a pretty big bush, and unfortunately, by the time I had seen both of them, we weren't able to get glass on them quick enough and identify sex. Um, I had a feeling one of them was a buck. I was probably ninety percent sure that one of them was. Um, and we kind of made the call. We talked about it. We were like, all right, do we go after them or do we, you know, keep looking and uh, keep searching? So we kept searching. And then um, towards the end of the day, after well, so, lunch. So we went out for, that was like another four hours of hiking. Yeah. Then we went and had lunch. We had lunch. from on top of the knob. Yeah, we had lunch. We glassed. And then. Um, saw some billy goats. Saw some billy goats. How yeah, many we did saw we see? 30, 38. Or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was yeah, 34. 34 or something yeah. like that. Some stupid amount of billy goats. 
was really cool. I'd never seen those before. And um, then that was cool to run into that guide who was guiding a Billy at the end of the trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he had seen he had been up there the week three before weeks, or three, something like two that. Two weeks ago. And he and said he'd one. never go he'd back never up there that again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he said I'd never go back up there again. Yeah. And I could totally agree with him because it looked like hell up there. It looked like death. <laughs> yeah. Frozen hell. How those billy goats live up there is beyond my imagination. Yeah. Um, so then we... Cut, we cut back. Cut back to um, where we killed our bucks. Because we were gonna, we were just going to go glass yeah. for an hour and then head back to the truck and well, try to Well, we talked about else. even just going straight to the bottom to go locate elk. Yeah. And not even sit. And uh, we made the decision once we were there to sit our butts down. We were going to sit for 45 yeah, minutes to an sit hour. for 45 minutes. We were going to sit till 3 p.m. And then we were going to go down and try to glass for elk. So we sat down, and then I got up, and I moved around yep. to the other side. So we had six eyes in different yeah, places. Anthony and I are sitting fairly close to one another, kind of looking down through this this kind of canyon. canyon Same exact location that Andy and I sat in. When we killed our bucks. You may have heard about this in their Utah podcast. Yeah. Um, Montana. Montana. But. Uh, <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah, we, Eric and I sat right there. Andy got up, moved over. Yeah. Um, so we'd been glassing. Eric actually spotted a doe in the trees. So immediately I kind of thought, all right, well, we had seen those two deer earlier. That other deer that was with that doe, presumably would be around there somewhere so i told eric i was like hey keep your eyes out for a buck you know it could be anywhere and the rut's starting to pick up here so just keep your eyes and ears open and then all of a sudden andy in the distance starts waving his arms yeah i'm like trying to yell with the quietest voice ever (laughs) hey 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 you guys get your fucking rifle get over here (laughs) and anthony looks at me like oh shit and he tells Eric, get up, fucking go, fucking go. Get so your gun and go. Get your gun and go. So I grab. And, and he grabs a rifle. He comes over to me. And he gets up to me. And Anthony walks up. And I'm like, all right, we got time. The buck is bedded down. It's not even looking at us. Has no idea we're Has even Has no at. idea that we're even here. And I was like, I've started fishing through my backpack to get the camera out yep. so you could film it, right, with yep. the camera. Battery was... Battery was exhausted. Dead. Switched out three different batteries. Cold weather's a bitch. Cold weather killed all of yep. the batteries. So you started filming from your phone. Yep. I followed and, you guys in. You guys... You guys. And I handed Eric my rifle. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, you ranged rifles. it. Yep. Anthony, 300 yards. It, and you're all, it's 300 yards. And I said... I think we had closed, like... It, it was 350 when I first... That's right. Yeah. I had first ranged it, 350, and we were like, all right, let's close, like, 50 yards. So we closed 50, got into exactly 300 yards. Yeah. I handed then, Eric my rifle because my rifle is zeroed for 300. 300. And then that's when shit got real. Yeah, so... So then, how, so when I yelled for you guys to come over quietly... <laughs> quietly. What was going through your head? Like, um, what, what was that for you? That, I, mean, I mean, that, again, to reiterate the point, this is my first day hunting of my life. <laughs> first eight hours. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm totally exhausted. Completely from, got drug around the mountain. From the hiking at this point. Whoa, dude. 
lines. Hey, Keep it between hey, the lines, buddy. We got to be alive to this release is the road this podcast. Trip podcast. <laughs> anyway, so road trip. This is my uh, first day, and I'm I'm beat. Like I am so worn out from running around this mountain, and Andy's like, "Get over here!" And the adrenaline just spikes like completely in that moment and I'm just scrambling like frantic like pulling my shooting sticks out of my pack grabbing the rifle like scurrying over to where he's at and my heart is just pounding and and so I get over there and get situated and I'm still flustered as all heck I'm nervous as hell and I get a look I get the shooting stick set up and get the scope on the buck and realize that he's laying like in the bushes to the point where I can see maybe an inch of his back. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, like you can only see like three inches of the top of his yeah, back. Yeah, you can see his, his neck and his, his head. spine and then the neck and the head sticking up. And I'm like, damn, this is a long shot for me. Uh, I'm a little nervous about it. And Andy's like sitting there in my ear, like, you know, take your time, breathe. You don't have to take this shot if you don't want to. We can wait for another one. And I was getting settled in there and I was getting more comfortable. And I was like, this is a perfect opportunity. I think I'd like to take the shot. But I, the only thing I felt comfortable shooting for was that neck head mass yeah. that was protruding from the bushes. So I aim for the kind of the top of the, like the base of the neck, basically. So I'm gonna cut you off right there. <laughs> and I'm gonna go into this. Hold on. Technical difficulties here. Here, why don't you? All right, here we go. Got him. You fucking nailed him, dude. <laughs> you just killed your first deer, dude. Dude, you fucking laid him down, dude. He didn't even move an inch. <laughs> what up, buddy? Oh my god. <laughs> How do you feel? I gotta go see this guy. Right? God. So <laughs> that's the shot. I don't know how well that recorded. Yeah, the 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 long and the short of it was that. I was just And you took your time, dude. You got settled in. You got it looked like you got really comfortable on the shooting sticks. Uh-huh. You know, just kind of rested right into the shot. Made all my adjustments and cuz I when Anthony was like, kick your leg out, kick yeah. your leg out. Yeah. Yeah, because you were on your knees, and yeah, I know wasn't, from wasn't that shooting line. position, you're not going to get a, that's not going to be a stable position. So I was like, yeah, kick his leg out. Yeah. So, so yeah, get get leg out and situated and good and, and felt confident enough to take the shot and, you know, lost the buck in the scope from the recoil. And so, like, I'm trying to get him back in the scope. And I can't see anything, and, and Andy's like, "You got him." There was, was nothing to see. There was nothing to see because he, he <laughs> his head just, just dropped, dropped <laughs> right down into the bushes, and it was just like overwhelming experience for me, like emotional and everything, and just like I wanted to get down there immediately to see what. Yeah, yeah. Like I wanted to see this animal, and and so like Andy gets down there before I do I have to go back and get my pack and everything yeah we stayed up there we're talking about it and I mean dude that was like yeah I mean I was so before like I was I don't know 10 yards behind you guys yeah so I'm filming the whole thing from my perspective and I'm just I'm kind of waiting for you to take the shot and then I see the shot and I literally 
I have a, my phone like out in front of me, and then my head is to the side just watching the buck, <laughs> and I'm just like waiting, waiting, and then all of a sudden, douche! I hear the shot, and I literally just see a buck roll over, like did not flinch. Yeah. And I was like, fuck yes, dude! Got like, him. got him, dude! Like, what a shot, dude! For your first buck, dude! Yeah. Like yeah. that was not an easy shot. Period. Yeah, everything like, came together. Yeah, like you said, dude, like the top of the spine was open, his neck, like the base of his neck and head. And that was it. Yeah. Like there was not like a full broadside shot. Like it was threading a needle, dude. So like I and we talked about it afterwards. Andy went down. He wanted to get set up to do some filming. So yeah. we we kind of hung out for a few minutes up top, talked about it. I put some stuff on the story about it too so and what an epic moment dude i was convinced from having seen it up high looks kind of small it was a fork yeah yeah i thought for sure it was a fork lo and behold so i get down there first you know and i see everything and how it's all laid out you come walking down the mountain what's your reaction walking up on because this is something you now you and I have been I've been hassling you for <laughs> eight years to get into hunting yeah and start to come hunting with me and harvesting your own meat and you know filling your own freezer I mean you and I we like on my bad years in hunting you and I have gone you know partners on buying buffalo yeah so I, I you the know so for me there's just taking a long and time. so for you like we just have meat right yeah so you come down the mountain and you're walking up on your first, you know, I mean, essentially blood, sweat, and tears. Yeah, and, and hard like, work and effort. Like Andy said, I'm I'm getting into this because I want to harvest my own meat. Like, if it was a fork, I would have been fine with that, you know, because yeah. I'm just trying to harvest the meat. And come over the, the little ridge there, and it's a freaking substantial three by three. Three by four. Three, three by, by four, four, is it? Yeah. Oh, you're right, yeah. Um, he doesn't even know his buck. It's okay. <laughs> Solid. But it's like quite a bit bigger than I thought it was. The body is immense. Yeah. yeah. Huge body. Good sized deer laying there. Yeah. And it was just, and so I, I kind of start checking it out and pick, pick the head up and realize that I sh had shot it like right in the ear. Directly yeah. in the ear and then out the jaw on the other side. Like, it had just punched right through the dude's brain and collapsed him instantly. Dropped him like a sack of potatoes. Like Which, it, by the way, Kyle Sibley is extremely excited to, do to the skull. mount yeah. your skull. Yeah, that's looking, awesome. Really He's so pumped because he, he really wants to see what it's like to do it with a bullet hole in it. Anyways, keep going. So you walk up and you get to visit your animal for the first time. Oh, it was, it was totally surreal. Like... It, it, it was like not sinking in but I just wanted to like feel it and see it and like just be there and and then I was just every every step of the way after that was me just being asking okay so what next <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I just shot this deer and it's now laying what? here so uh, what do I do now what do we do and and yeah and like they say that's when the work begins yeah, I yeah. mean, pulling the trigger, that's the work button. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's I mean? clocking in. That's the easy part. Yeah, that's the, 
That's the drop in the card in the box. Yeah. And then, uh, so, I mean, you got to learn how to, I mean, you, you got right in it. I mean, you you got got to to learn how to field dress it. Yeah. These guys helped me get everything started, you know, got the, the belly slit open and I got to gut it and cut the esophagus. And And we weren't really doing it for you. We were kind of pointing and showing you the whole way. Yeah, it was right? cool. I mean, that was I wanted the the full experience yeah. to to the greatest extent possible, and uh, you know, just got to dive right in there and get my brand new jacket all bloody. Um, <laughs> Remember when you asked, you were like, "I'm gonna take my jacket off. I don't want to get it dirty." I was like, "Nah, it's gonna happen. <laughs> no. It's a hunting jacket, bro. <laughs> shit's getting bloody, like, dude. Do you know how much money I just spent on this?" Um, but yeah, so get it gutted, and then uh, I drag it down the hill to uh, yeah because we had our sleds because yeah. you and i you and yeah. i went to get the sleds yeah we'd stashed the sleds that we had drug up earlier really close to where the buck was shot actually it was a very convenient location yeah um and so i drag it down the hill the neck was broken from the shot i assume and uh skinned it out yeah boned it out well, we didn't bone it didn't, out no we didn't bone, didn't it, out. bone it out at all yeah just, just skinned it and quartered it left the torso intact and loaded it all in the sled yeah, and then we started our journey down the mountain. Yeah, got back cool. to the got back to the truck right at dark. Yeah, day one. Day oh. one done. But oh. my knee blew up halfway down the hill. That's right. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pulling the sled down. Yeah, that was not an easy uh, task with the sleds. No. Yeah, the sleds are nice because you're not lifting the weight the whole way, but they are a pain in the ass. Because you're mentally focused and drained. Yeah, and they're hard to keep on a freaking trail on the side of a and, mountain. And the trail that we're going down is fairly steep, too, so the sleds are just constantly wanting to run away from you and run you over. Yeah, yeah so as I'm like... we experienced yesterday. Cliffs on one yeah. side. So me and Anthony are kind of like tag team in the sled, one person in the front and one behind, and I get wow, to a certain that point. that sounds good. It's a sled, man. It's an inanimate object. It's a bonding experience. Um, Brookback Mountain. <laughs> but I'm trying to be a hard ass and like keep hobbling along. But I'm going like one half of a mile per hour, and Andy's finally like, "Give me the freaking thing!" and like throat jam some some uh, walking sticks into my hands, and they take off with it. And then I kind of limp my way along and get to the truck, and that was the end of the first day. Yeah. yeah. Day one, success. Day one, success. Epic. And so, then... Day two? Day two. Day two, we spot elk. We spot elk everywhere. 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 All over the place. From one end to the other. Bottom of the mountain to the... Top of the mountain. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And uh, <sighs> we, we hauled ass up the mountain. Yeah. We cut the same trail that we cut the day before. The day before. Yeah. And halfway down that trail, we spotted, spotted three no, cows. No, 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 eight. Did we spot them all right away? Yeah, okay. They were all bedded down on the all side. Right. So we spotted those out, and we made our approach. And that's actually where we started making our approach. Is where I killed my first bull. Oh, that's right, huh? Yeah. Yeah, because you killed your first bull from that rock right there. Yeah. On that uh, on that knob. Yeah. Yep. So we go around the knob. Yep. To try and get to get out of the wind. Yep. We drop our packs. Drop we drop pack. our trekking poles. Yep. And we belly crawl. We belly crawl to the edge. To the edge. 
I'm just going to put it in real quick that you guys are talking about day three right now. Are we talking about day three? What was day two? Day two was the day I didn't go up. And you guys ran around and looked for stuff and came back down. Because you didn't find anything. Oh, that's right. Oh, that, I forgot that that wow. day even happened. Wow. Second, yeah. second day, I couldn't even get out of bed. Andy that's was laughing. Right. right. Andy was laughing at me because it took me like a minute to get out of bed in the morning. And so I, I was like, I don't think I'm going to make it up and down the mountain today. Clowning on the homies. <laughs> so Where did, did we go on day two? I think you and I just... Where did we... What did we do? We I went up top. We went up the mountain. And we came down because we didn't see anything. Oh, that's right. We sat at the same spot and we didn't see, see anything. anything. So we came down. And then met up with and this then guy. Made it, yeah, like, okay. 2.30. Yep. Yeah, so I, I drove 1.30. Yeah. And then we drove around into and the back And did a bunch of other stuff. Did yeah. some other stuff. Gotcha. That's right. Dude, I forgot we even wow. went all the way up to that I back told, canyon. Wow. It's a blur at this point. Yeah, right? Well, yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah, day two basically doesn't count. So onward to day three. Day three. So we're belly crawling. <laughs> we're belly crawling. Through some fucking <laughs> snow. Through snow. Yeah. And we get to the edge of I guess it's like the edge of this little like plateau. And there's eight cows. There's a hundred yards from us. hundred yards. And we all put scopes on them. Yep. No problem. 30 minutes. Yeah, they're there for 30, 45 minutes. Yeah. Wait, but. Waiting for a bull to show up. But, yeah, we're waiting for a bull to show up. None of us take a shot. Nope. So. Well, why didn't we take well, a we'll shot? Well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> Well, because so we have general attacks. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah you're just going to look for a bull. Yeah, brow tine bull. Yeah. So, we sit down behind this amazing log that yep. is perfect. Conveniently yeah. positioned there with no stump or anything yeah. nearby. <sighs> and uh, you break out your super down blanket. Yeah. My Costco down blanket. I break out my, my snuggie. I break out all my super down. Yep. Eric breaks out his super down. And we all just sit down and we try to up. stay toasty. Yeah. With wind chill. With wind chill. Which was, was chilly. That was chilly. It was a challenge. That was a challenge. And then you kind of, you I wandered out off. and went off to the side to go And look. there was a whole nother herd. Well, there was the other thing. There was a whole nother herd right below us, right? On that plateau. Oh, that's right. And they we, were like we 700 up. yards away. Yeah, and there was like 20 and, or 30. Yeah, there was a ton of them. And a couple spikes, There was right? two spikes in the herd, and then the rest were cows. Yeah. So Eric and I are sitting there. You had taken off, yeah. and we watch them all get up. And, and slowly start meandering. Slowly start meandering up the canyon. And I come back. You came back, and I had glassed them. When they, were, when they had started going through the trees, I knew they were in the trees somewhere, and I was trying to find them. Ended up finding a couple cows here and there. Showed Eric, and we kind of kept an eye on them. And then we watched them pop out, go back in the trees, and then they popped out. And then all of a sudden, we saw two hunters. Three. Three, sorry. And then you had come back at that point. Yeah. And um, they, you had come back, like, right as they had, like, popped up out of nowhere. And then, like, minutes later... We started they hearing some off shots. That front face. Yeah, and we couldn't see him anymore. And then it was just like bang, 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 and that bang. one cow dropped. I was I had my binos on the cow. It was the coolest thing, man. Yeah. I had my binos on the cow on the slope, 
and literally just watched this. I just watched a cow fall to the ground, and then a bang like a couple seconds later from just the uh, whatever the um, I can't even think right now. Anyway, sound waves traveling yes. slower yeah. than yes. light waves. Yes, thank so you. So the first Eric. cow gets shot, gets up, and runs. The second cow gets dropped in his tracks oh, like a just ton of bricks. Drops like a ton of bricks. And I'm watching that all in my binos and just it was Epic. the coolest thing ever. Yeah. And we're we watched lucky them. guys with their cow tags over there. Yeah, we're yeah. like, how the hell do you how did they get cow tags? Yeah. Like God, like, oh, they must have put in for the drawing. Like, ah, maybe we should have done that. Like yeah. hadn't really seen any legal bullshit. We could have just point. all three tagged out. We could have all tagged out. Well, time goes on. And we run by another, well, actually, this another other hunter comes by, comes by us. Andy tells him to come on over. Yeah, he gets up. He kind of walks out in front of us. And he's he's like, oh, sorry, and starts yeah. walking away. And I was like, oh, no, come over here, you know, come yeah. over and, and bullshit with us for a little bit. So he comes over and sits down. And he's like, man, why didn't you guys shoot those cows that were in front of you? I was watching the whole thing. And I was like, oh, we don't have cow tags. And he's like, no, this year they switched it so a general tag is a cow or a bull. And we were all like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> we all we all could have killed cows it was, it was bad. at the same time. Yeah. And so our biggest issue was it didn't say it on the tag. Yep. It didn't get updated on Onyx maps on whatever Onyx yeah. had. And then it only set it on the website. Yep. If I, you actually looked up specifics of looked wherever up, you were yeah. going. So I looked it up. And triple, sure enough. Triple confirmed it. And Dude was right. Dude was, was right. right. And we felt like a bunch of jackasses. Yeah, I mean, just Major to... Major jack wagons. Just to make a fine point on this, even after Andy had scrambled off to the other side of the, the knob that we were on, there was this one big ass cow just standing broadside a hundred yards down the hill for at least 40 minutes yeah like just standing there and that and that was after it i'd already been there and seen him for a while yeah Yeah. like it was it was almost insulting yeah yeah just just want to rub that in how embarrassed we were to find out that like oh we could have all three of us tagged out bang flop day three yeah could have been done pure lack of information on our part yeah i and i and i told you man i i just i it, that ate me up man like just knowing that i that we could have had you know potentially we could have tagged out granted everybody made you know kill shots and everything but the opportunity was there and to not know the regulations you have not looked them up to not have looked them up to that point was i i just i i personally i felt like a dumbass well, we've known the regulations, but yeah. the specific area add-on. Yes. So, I mean, we were all searching for bulls at that point. Um, I mean, I was searching for bulls. Yeah. With or without. Well, we were searching for bulls at that point. That yeah. was all we. Yeah. yeah that's that was all we, we knew. For, so, yeah. and we'd I, seen some at that point too. We'd blast them up. Yeah. From the yeah from the bottom from the bottom from the bottom. So I I would say for me that. When we found that out, and I, that changed the game for me. Completely. I mean, that, that changed my perspective. Um, you know, I had a goal when I came to Montana the first time. Uh, 
was to put a legal elk on the ground, whether it be a bull or cow, that was going to be it. Um, and if I had the opportunity to shoot my first elk, you were going to shoot it. It was happening. Yeah. Um, so that that changed everything for me. Um, I think that changed a lot for you too, Eric. Oh, absolutely. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It, it went from being kind of a little disheartening because I mean we saw what would you say a hundred to one cows to bull more than that way more than that yeah Yeah. probably like two or three hundred to one or two yeah so we saw hardly any (laughs) hardly was it hardly was it oh that was me Eric (laughs) Eric just ripped ass in here we're on windows down woo alright we gotta stop here anyway no it's fine keep it going yeah keep going um yeah, so that that changed the game for sure. It made made it a lot more hopeful, just because we saw cows every day. Yep. We just hadn't thought that we could shoot them. Um, yeah. So, but I mean, our day was fairly done at that point. Thank you. Okay. So, day four. Well, day three, I mean, that happened. We kept searching. Um, and we I, eventually just headed down the mountain. Yeah, we eventually headed down the mountain. Day four. Um, back up the mountain. Back up the mountain. <laughs> totally different now, mindset. Now, mind you, so every day it's like it's like four or five miles to get up to where we're going. to get up the mountain, yeah. Yeah, to get up to where we're going to really start looking. But yeah, day we, four in the morning, we glassed up three there bulls. There was elk everywhere. Yeah, but you glassed up those three bulls. I glassed up three nice bulls. Yeah. So we game plan at that point was... Let's go get those let's bulls. Let's go find those bulls. However... We pull up to the parking lot. Pull up to the trailhead. <laughs> and I don't know, what is it, a well, thousand yards... Up where the we're mountain, glassing from. Where we're glassing. Right. We see... Oh, my God. There's seven there's cows. cows. Let's shoot these cows. Let's go. Let's go. Straight straight up the mountain from us. So, we side hill. <laughs> Worst decision ever. Ever. We side hill. <laughs> and it gets steeper and steeper and steeper and oh, mountaineering. Man. The further and further we go. Just loose... Scree field side hills, yeah. slipping down, almost falling. Tweak my ankle again, yeah. like multiple times. Put a stick from a bush into my eyeball. <laughs> That's fun. God, that sucked, dude. Yeah, like it turns into this like death march just to get to the cows that are that you can see from the parking area. And then, <laughs> what, like 20 minutes into the hike? <laughs> Boom! <laughs> More yeah. than that. More than that. We're starting to get like close. 45 minutes. It was slow know. going. Let's put it that way. Boom! We hear a shot. What just happened? Cows gone. Cows down. All gone. Cows are all gone. One cow down on the side of the hill where we were going. And that was all a waste of time. <laughs> yeah, but was it? So then, no, we it get wasn't. Up, then we get up there. Yep. And I go and talk to the guys for a little bit. Yep. And awesome I'm, dudes. Super, super awesome dudes. Eric comes up. He was behind you. Yep. I had gotten up there first. You yep. said, I'm going to go talk to those guys. I was like, all right, cool. I had dropped my pack. I'm going to have some water. Yeah, a little bit. And break. Eric comes up. Eric and I are talking for like literally 20 seconds. And I'm glassing cow. 
Yeah. I'm like, we got to go now. And I look at Eric, I was like, you coming with me? He's like, coming with you. And there was two, right? No, we had only seen one at that point. Was it? Yeah, we had only seen Didn't one know, cow. No, we had seen two in that spot earlier in the morning before we had headed up the hill. Did we? And then we saw the bulls. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so, yeah, we... So we get up to the top. Hurried up to you, and I was like, you were talking to those people, and I was like, we got to go Let's elk. Go. Yeah. And uh, you so we say get goodbye. Up, yeah, so we get up to the top. Yep. And you guys are like, we knew there was two cows down there earlier. You guys had seen a cow. Yep. So I was like, all right, you guys go for the cows. I'm going to keep going after these bulls. Yep. So I take way up off up yeah. to the top of the mountain as high as I can You get. went up on the high trail. We went on the low, low trail. Low trail. Yeah. So we dropped down into the trail that we had cut the first day. And as we get about, I don't know, right into, once we drop into the canyon, I start noticing tracks everywhere. And, Isn't uh, it amazing how they leave the tracks? Oh, yeah. When they go through a place... Was, and they were all fresh tracks, too. Well, because it's all fresh snow. Yeah. When they go through a place, you could tell because there's tracks Yeah. everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah, it's insane. Snow hunting has some definite advantages. Oh, snow yeah. hunting is so much fun. So, we, Eric and I cut these tracks, and we stay on them. And they kind of they meander back and forth, and then they loop down, and then they drop into this canyon that we had been hunting the day before that we had seen them at. And uh, it was the same place we belly crawled. So I had this, uh, we had an idea that they were down there somewhere. We just didn't know exactly where they were. So we approached the top of the hill or this knob that we had hunted the day before that we belly crawled. And we kind of just, we slowly crept up to the top and we crested over. We stayed really low and we didn't see anything. Yeah, got into position you know, in the same place we were glassing from previously. And we're just like, well, shoot, there's nothing here right now, but let's hang out for a few minutes. And, and we got behind a tree. Yeah. There was like one pine tree on the side of the mountain. And we settled in here. And I was like, all right, take your pack off. Like, we'll settle in here and we'll just, we'll hang out and see what happens. So while you guys are settling in, I'm out cutting across the top of the mountain. Yep. And I'm coming out to where I'm going to start glassing from. And I get out to my glassing point to find those three bulls in the herd of cows they were with. Yep. All satellite bulls, but good bulls. Yeah. And next thing I know, I glass up one of the bulls, and he's kind of slowly feeding up the face. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he takes off running and cutting across and down. And I'm like, what in the hell? And then a guy on horseback comes over. It was over. like two guys on horseback, right? Well, yeah, it was, yeah. it was probably a guide. I think it was I think it was actually three, a guide okay. and then two hunters. And they had all come over the top and then sat down 40 yards from where the bull was feeding. They never even saw the bull. They never even bull. saw the bull. Never even knew that it was there. But ruined it for you. But ruined it for me. <laughs> Public so land as Yeah, right? Public land. So as I'm sitting there watching that, boom! Yeah, so... So we're, we're waiting, and suddenly, Anthony sees an orange butt. Yeah, we'd, we'd the sat behind that tree. orange ass. Yeah, we were just sitting there in that pine tree, and, you know, it was a great vantage point. 
And, uh, I mean, we hadn't been there for more than, what, a minute? No, they were there when we came yeah. in. We just didn't see them. We just didn't see them. And so I glassed them up, and I was like, elk, elk. And so we sat there and ranged them. They were 700 yards out at that point. And we started watching them, and they started feeding out slowly. And all of a sudden, they dropped down into this canyon. I was like, all right, perfect. Grab our shit. Let's make a move on them. So we made a move. We went to the same log that we were at the day before. And that put us into range at 500 yards. And we literally just let them all feed out from the from this little, uh, I would say, little ravine that they were coming in. And we watched them all feed out, and there ended up being way more than what we expected. There was probably, what, what how many would you say? A dozen or so? Yeah, there was at least 12. And there's a spike with There was too. one spike that came out last, and um, at that point, I knew I was shooting a cow, and um, basically got my sights on the, the larger cow of the group, and I gotta tell you, first elk, I was nervous. I had the shakes. 500 yard shot. 500 yards, brand new rifle. Yeah. Had it zeroed in and dialed right before I had left. Um, wasn't nervous about making the shot. Was just elk fever, man. Um, having that animal in my sights for the first time was, uh, that was something new. How'd that feel? Uh, it was nerve-wracking you get I, your rifle on an animal that you can actually take within range yeah for you to shoot it um it was it was nerve-wracking man i i had to talk myself i had to i had to calm myself down because there was a point where i was like shaking and my scope <laughs> was just going like this over the vitals i can't settle in i can't settle, I in. Can't settle in so i mean an elk's got big vitals too yeah, but I mean, at 500 yards, you're shaking. Vitals are a lot smaller. Yeah, 500 yards, everything gets smaller, right? Yeah. So, I, I was sitting there, calm the fuck down, calm down. <laughs> He's saying this out loud. I, I, yeah, I'm talking. I'm talking to myself out loud. Why is he talking out loud? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sitting. I'm sitting next to Anthony, and he's like, "Calm down, calm, calm fuck down. down, calm the fuck down, <laughs> breathe." So finally, um, you know, I'm I'm waiting for this cow to just you know stop and. You know, give me a shot, and sure enough. Well, and, and during this time, Eric, you're setting up too, right? Yeah, I'm setting up on the log next to him. I'm, I'm definitely going to wait for Anthony to take his shot. Anthony's going to take the first shot. You're going to follow up yeah. on the next cow with the second shot. All right. So, boom. Let one off. Drop her. Just to the deck. And I was just like, fuck yes. But not even, like, not even flinching. Already ready to take another shot. Rack another round in because I'd seen, I, I've seen so many scenarios with elk and I've heard so many stories where you, you shoot them, they drop and then they get back up and then they run you off. Watched it happen. Watched it happen two days before that. The yeah. day before. Yeah. So I knew immediately I needed to follow it up and make sure that thing stayed down. She had attempted to get up and she was kind of like scrambling to get up, and boom tapped another shot and she fell within 10 yards of where I'd shot her um so that was a great feeling and then Eric oh, was up so in this moment my plan of being on deck and ready to take the second cow went completely out the window full newbie mode I am just watching the cow that Anthony has shot 
watching it. And I'm like, dude, take the shot. I'm, and I'm watching it and watching it and see it go down. And I look over at Anthony. And I'm like, yes, yes. And I'm like, oh shit, I'm supposed to shoot one of these too. And so I swivel back around, and they're you know maybe 30 or 40 yards further to the right than where they were previously. And uh, I get one lined up, and I take a shot, and I don't see the bullet anywhere. And so I, you know, r rack another one and take another shot, and I hear like a little, little zing. weird zing sound. But I, I'm kind of like, you know, I'm in the moment, and so I don't think anything of it. And I rack a third round. I take another shot, and Anthony goes, "Dude, you're shooting the log," and <laughs> because I had twisted my setup, my my barrel had ducked below like a little ridge on the edge of this log and I'm winging off the log with every shot and going who knows where so that was all the bullets that I had on me because I had left everything else in the pack which was a hundred yards back up the hill ouch yeah and ouch. so, I, so like, your bino harness hold on pause your bino harness makes a it's got a velcro bottom on it and you can slap a, a piece that goes on there an attachment and I think you can hold six rounds in it. Might yeah. want to get one of That's those. That's good to know. That's good to know. I'll consider that in the future. Yeah. But I'm still, so I'm like, I realize that I'm shooting the log and I just ran out of ammo and I'm all frazzled. And Anthony's like, no, oh, take my gun. And so I grab Anthony's rifle and line up and they've moved another, you know, 20 yards or so yeah, over around. 400 yards away. Around this uh, kind of rock knob and they're getting out there and I'm trying to get calmed down again. And, and, but I'm not doing a very good job of it. And so I end up lining up and taking one more shot, which missed. And I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna dump any more rounds down here. This is good enough. And uh, so just, you know, shouldered the rifles, gathered our stuff up, and then started to head down towards Anthony's cow. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so then that was, we, we got pretty Western. Yeah. Yeah. So while that's all going down, I'm over on the other side of the mountain. Yep, hearing this gunfight go down. I heard the gunfight go down. <laughs> and I have since moved all the way across to the other side to what is known as my grandfather's stand. Yep. And there's actually a plaque on the mountain and where we buried my grandfather's ashes. Yep. So I'm an emotional wreck. Um, and it's... It's even difficult for me to talk about because I'm reliving the emotions of walking up to the sign and uh, I walked up to that sign and I, I took a picture of me with it and uh, right after that picture right after I took that picture it was just crying yeah couldn't I just uncontrollably crying for like five or ten minutes because for me to be on that mountain that's generations of my family's history you know and 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 hunting and and what we've been doing there and to be there still carrying it along you know as my grandfather did and my uncles and my dad you know and family friends and everything like that like it was just an amazing experience well, at the same time, you're on the other side of the mountain cutting up your first cow elk, that, yeah. your first elk that you've ever killed in your yeah. life. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Powerful afternoon. You know, so for me, like, 
you guys are over there doing that and that's crazy and all exciting and I'm over on the other side like having an emotional breakdown and like a reckoning with whatever you yeah. want to call it. Yeah, yeah. You know? So, you get down to your cow. Yep. And it's 11, it was 11 a.m. at that point. Uh-huh. So, we get down there and bam, time to get to work. That is when the work began. Yep. And uh, elk are really big. <laughs> elk are really big. <laughs> they are fucking massive. Yeah. Um, so describe it, man. What happened for you? For me? Yeah. Oh, man. Well, I mean, I'll back it up. Like, this goes back to after I shot it and everything happened. Um, I was emotional, man. Like, so I, I was actually going to say, and and, it, and I was going to back it all the way up to when you and I first talked about going to Montana. You told me you might get emotional. Yeah. Fuck yeah. If you kill your first elk. Yeah. On the Montana trip. I, for me, it was emotional, you know, in the sense of uh, just this year of hunting and, you know, my... All the success a, and everything we've done. Well, yeah, not just that, but like, not hunting career, but just... The, the time I've spent hunting and, um, you know, you you have aspirations and, and things you want to do and then these things come full circle and... All of your fucking benchmarks got hit this year. Yeah, all these benchmarks start to happen and, you know, I even told my wife, I was like, man, I'll probably get really emotional when it happens. I called my wife on the mountain again and yeah. she answered the phone and, you know, she was like, did you get one? And I was like, yeah, man, I, I choked up. That's all the way back to when you got one in Utah. Yeah, in Utah. And you're like, you got out the phone, Montana. you're like, I got to call my yeah. wife. <laughs> and she's like super supportive of it, and yeah. she's super pumped and everything. And um, so we talked for a few minutes. She was actually in the dentist's office and uh, doing some other stuff there. So, you know, she didn't have much time to talk to me. So we talked for a few minutes. But, yeah, I got pretty choked up. And, um, and then we got down there. and. You know, I asked Eric to give me a minute with uh, with the elk for, you know, just paying my respects to her and talking to her and, you know, saying my, saying my thanks and all that. And, and then, um, yeah, I honestly had no idea where to fucking begin with an animal that large. Um, How big is that gut sack? Oh, retarded. It's staggering. It's like a beach ball coming out. <laughs> like a... Like an extra large beach ball. <laughs> you get you get the guts out of it, and then you still have to get the vitals. Yeah, I mean it was it was crazy, but I mean it it all went really smooth. I mean, um, I felt like yeah, we we handled business, man. Eric, being a guy that had just like done his first animal, done his first animal the day before, I kind of just uh, I gave him a be, big part to skin, and I was like. Elbows start, deep. Yeah, start skinning here, and we'll just kind of start working the areas, and then if well, you get stuck somewhere, like, let me know, and I'll help you out, and we'll get through it. And that was like when you and I were on the mountain in Utah, and we get up and we get up to my deer, and it's yeah. like, all right, and you kind of look at me, and you're like, I've never ground quartered an animal yeah. before. And I was like, dude, just start skinning it, and we'll take care of it as yeah. it comes up, and you know what I mean? And it's just been animal after animal yeah. after animal after animal. After routine. Animal. Yeah. And, uh, isn't, that, isn't that amazing though? How easily you just fall into yeah. it? Yeah, and it wasn't like I hadn't 
it, it wasn't like I had never done it. It was just well, ground not quartering. On the ground. Yeah, ground quartering yeah. and doing it that way Hanging is a lot versus different. Ground yeah. is way different. Doing it on the mountains different than so, doing it in camp. Doing it in elk was way different, but I actually found it to be easier. If that makes sense. Um, yeah, everything's bigger. Everything's way bigger. It was easier to get around and manipulate. Uh, manipulate. It's definitely a two-man job for sure. Yeah. I couldn't imagine doing that all by myself. Like, as far as quartering out and doing all that, that would be insane. Oh yeah, it's, I mean you're pulling off a hindquarter that weighs a hundred plus pounds. So, yeah. <laughs> now you're using. An IBK, yeah, a so, Silverware IBK. Yep. Eric, you're using a Silverware Striker, which is the fixed blade. Yep, yep. So, what was your Anthony? What's your experience using the stri- or using the IBK? Oh, it was amazing. Uh huh. I mean, I used it the day before on the, uh, on the deer on the buck when we were skinning that buck out. Yeah. Um, and then on the elk, I mean, I was two blades in, uh, basically a blade per animal. And that thing was slicing through everything, no problems, man. Yeah. I mean, it was incredible. I mean, how sharp it was. I, I, yeah, I, I couldn't be any happier with that knife. Yeah. Um, and being able to just switch out the blades, easy of ease of use, and um, always staying sharp. Don't have to sharpen blades. You pull it out of a package and attach them, and you Good got a go. razor sharp knife. Surgical right. sharp. Surgically sharp. Surgically as I sharp. learned at one yeah. point this week. <laughs> Um, yeah, stick, stick, fillet knife. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so we did that. Well, and how do you like the striker? Because you're using the striker. Oh, I was on using the, same the kestrel on that one. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, I was using. How the, was that? It was very handy. And which one were you using? The the Skinner. Yeah, the kestrel Skinner, and it was great. You know, I've literally nothing to compare it to. Cause, yeah. uh, well, but you're you're comparing it to your first time, man. Was it easy? Was it comfortable? Yeah, it's super. You know, did it fit in I, your hand? Was it like in? You know, were you able to just blaze through it? Yeah, the uh, I have pretty big hands, so the striker is more comfortable just for me to hold. Uh-huh. But the kestrel is so thin and narrow; it was really nice for skinning because you can kind of tuck it in there. Yeah, real easily. Um, super sharp too, which I would credit to Anthony um, more than anything. But it was, uh, yeah, it was fine. It was, it was a, you know, a learning experience for me. But yeah, you use what I assume to be proper technique and keep everything under tension when you're cutting it, and it just comes apart. And and you just got to be careful with the edges and work your way around the tender areas and and be conscientious. And it goes fast. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we. We had that elk on the ground at 11, and uh, meat sacks completely full. At, uh, we were we were walking away from the kill site at 3 p.m. Yeah. So I was I was actually pretty impressed, you know, with having a guy that had never really done it before, yeah. uh, other than the day before. And I didn't do much the day before. It was pretty much YouTube. It was kind of watching though. I yeah. mean, it was watching, I basically watched watch them, and learn. Watched them skin and quarter the buck that I had shot, and then I got to dive in on Anthony's elk and it was like the perfect watch then do yeah it was right? <laughs> monkey style it was, learning it was definitely hand, all hands on deck and uh yeah we got 3 p.m we were on the trail loaded up with our very conservatively estimated oh, yeah. pack loads we you guys packed up we, burner packs. We're real. We were real optimistic. Yeah, we were optimistic for about 50 yards. <laughs> about what we could carry out in our packs. So we loaded our packs up with each a hindquarter, 
bone in. And a shoulder. And a shoulder bone in. <laughs> and I had back straps as well. And uh, that's not going to go so well. <laughs> that didn't go so well. I, did we make it a mile? Uh, yeah, we probably made it a mile. We probably made it a mile. It's of all up. Very mild incline. Compared to like the other shit that we were going to have to get yeah. up, this was the easy part. Yeah. And it was the most back-breaking thing I've ever done in my life. I, at one point, was cursing <laughs> at out full loud, volume. full volume, and was ready to just drop to my knees at one point and just be like, fuck this. It was, what am I doing with this weight on my back? Yeah, it was so brutal because the, the pack is so heavy, there's no way that you can take a break. Like, it still weighs 150 pounds when you're stopped. When you're hunched over, <laughs> yeah. leaning on your trekking You're leaning poles. on your trekking poles, and it's just, like, compressing your chest. Trying to soak up the weight, but <laughs> it, it's not working. Yeah, and it's it was just the most unforgiving thing. And also, like, walking on snow and slush and slippery, rocky terrain, you're just worried about the thing taking you down if you lose your balance at all. It was just brutal. And we, we get up to this point where the trail starts to switch back and it's about to get steeper and Anthony is way out ahead of me at this point and and your knees busted yeah it's holding up okay at this point but uh you know I'm I'm plugging away at my pace which is very slow and uh I finally get up to Anthony not even up to him I'm still 100 yards off and he's like you think we should lose some weight <laughs> and I'm like yes absolutely <laughs> let's do it I'm, I'm, a, I'm a complete moron and I will just walk myself into the ground before I'll admit that it's too heavy but thankfully I had a more even oh I'm I'm the same way dude but <laughs> well, I was I'm like, glad that you I, I'm glad that like smarter wits prevailed I, 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 I it took a lot out of me to, to do that because I was like man if we could just get this out like it'll be great like tomorrow will be such a breeze like no problem yeah because we'd have two two pounds of grind meat basically two no 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 two, two bags. bags two bags yeah, yeah, yeah. so two, we still had two more bags two of grind good sized bags yes and uh each one was probably 20 30 pounds each so yeah i i made the call i, I wasn't gonna suffer anymore and uh we had to come back anyways so we'll drop shoulders and we'll come back the next day for that so we did that that was a great decision on our part. Stash the shoulders so under the tree. Would you, if you were going to do a pack out like that again, was, is there anything you'd do differently? Uh, bone them out. <laughs> bone them out. Yeah. That was a leading question right there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yes, definitely. So we ended up. Uh, we had the key because it was stashed. For the yeah. truck. Yeah, the truck key was stashed. Because <laughs> I was still saddle. Out. I was. Still you were out. still out. I was still out. Yep. So I was sitting on my grandfather's stand. Yep. And I'd sat there for a while. I watched four cows, five cows come up out of the valley below me and tuck in to a different ridge on the other side. And they were like, I don't know, 800 yards. So I was like, all right, I'm going to go down there, you know. And I'm looking at the snow and you can see that the herd of elk has all come through there, mm -hmm. right? Like what we were talking about earlier. Yeah. You can see where the elk go. Yep. If you look at the snow, because it looks like thousands of animals in one spot, you know? And uh, so I worked my way down this ridge line and I stop and I'm glassing up the trees and 
Sure enough, 75 yards away, there's all the cows. I find the biggest cow. And I sit there at 75 yards with my rifle on my sticks. And I'm like, do I want to shoot this cow? Yep. And I text message you and I'm like, should I shoot this cow? And you were like, shoot the shoot cow. Shoot the cow. Fill your tag. Fill your tag. Yeah. And I text message my dad and I'm like, dad, there's a cow at 75 yards. Should I shoot this cow? And he's like, but don't you really want a bull? And I was like, God damn it. He's so right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, I thought about it, and it was, what day was it? Wednesday or Tuesday? Uh, that it was, was Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah, it was Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was Tuesday, and I was like, dude, we still got, still got until time, the yeah. end of Friday. Yeah. And I was like, I got plenty of time. We've got the buck tag filled. Now your, ta- your cow tag is yep. filled. You know, I was like, I'm going to give it another couple days. I was like... In my head, I kind of made a conscious decision, like, Thursday. Thursday will yeah. be my day to start killing cows if I need to kill a cow. Yeah. And uh, I, I end up hiking down the mountain. And I was going down to the parking lot where the glassing was. Yep. And a guy drives by. And he picks me up. Yep. And he's like, you need a ride? And I'm like, sure, yeah, let me get a ride. So we're driving down the road. Well, he's road hunting, which I didn't know at the time, but he's road hunting for a white-tailed doe. Yep. Right? So we're driving down the road, and he's driving me around to, to meet up with you guys because I hadn't heard from you yet. Yep. And he slams on the brakes, pits the truck sideways, Jumps out of the truck like a goddamn Indian, <laughs> runs off the side of the road into the dirt, gets set up on his shooting sticks, and pumps out around. I'm like, what in the hell just happened? <laughs> then little do I know, he just dumped a cow. A doe. doe. Or yeah, a doe, excuse me, not a cow. Sorry, I'm focusing on this pouring rain road. Um, and he dumps a doe, so we drag it out, and. He cleans it up and then takes me out, drops me off, and then I I come out yeah. to the truck. We still weren't back. You still aren't back yet, and I'm like, well, shit. So I throw on my super down because it's cold as shit. Yeah. And I just start heading up to you guys. And we at that point we were pretty. You're much, getting close. You're about we were, 500 yards. Yeah, we were just about coming down to the bottom. It had yeah. taken us. A, a good three time. hours. About five, five fifteen. Yeah, it's taking us about three hours. Yeah, it was getting dark. It was, was it later? Yeah. Oh, okay. It was we full get, dark. Yeah, we didn't get to the truck till six p.m. Okay. Um, so it took us about three hours for a pack out uh, to get down to the truck. And yeah, Andy met us about five hundred yards from the truck and uh, took our rifles to uh, get some weight off our backs. And I tried to take a pack, but you guys weren't having nah, it. Nah, we weren't having that. 500 yards away? Nah, dog. <laughs> but I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, so we got back to the truck, dropped pack, and God, I felt like I was flying. <laughs> and yeah. That, that, and that's that. 
weightlessness, dude. Oh my god. That we is... talked about that after we Montana. came down the mountain yeah. on the It was the our with our bucks last in Montana. Pack out yeah. for that same spot. Yeah, you I mean you you unload that pack and it feels like you feel like you're like an astronaut on the moon. I believe I can fly. You're kind of just bouncing around. You're yeah. still in like excruciating pain all over your body. Yeah. But you Ben feel... was talking about that on his podcast after packing out L2. Yeah. yeah, it's an amazing what? feeling. Drop that weight. <laughs> yeah. Uh. The freedom. The freedom. Being unburdened. Yeah. So that was uh, day four. What did we say? Day four? Well, yeah, it's day yeah. four. Tuesday. Day, yeah, so that was day four. Wednesday. Um, put it in the bank. Put one in the bank. Another tag. So at this point, we still have my two elk, elk tags to fill. Yeah, right? my elk tag and Eric's elk tag. Um, so we woke up and... Right as rain took off up the mountain. So. Yep. And up the mountain we went. And uh, my goal and Eric's goal is to get meat off the mountain. You were still hunting that day. So we went All three back. went, yeah. Yeah, we all three went to the, pretty much to where I had killed that cow. We had set up, we had glassed for, I don't know, about an hour. An hour? Yeah. Didn't really see much going on. You had seen, seen a some, couple cows. I'd seen some cows earlier in the morning. Saw some rutting bucks. Saw some Oh my god! Some really nice bucks. Buck, yeah. God damn it, dude. And then we cut around. Cut around. Drop down. Grab the rest of the meat. Grab some of your meat. Uh, well, we grabbed all the grind meat that was at the kill site, and then we ran into the guy. Ran back into the guy who actually was pretty cool. Told he was the raddest dude. He man. was super cool. His name yeah. is John, right? Yeah. 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 And uh, John had basically told me that before you guys had come up. He basically said that he watched the whole thing unfold, and he was like, I watched you shoot your cow and everything. He's like, that was the coolest thing. He's like, I didn't know what you guys were looking at or what you guys were moving on. He's like, I just knew that you guys were moving in on something. And then when the cows came up, he's like, I just I saw the cow drop, and then I heard your shot. And uh, he's like, I just sat there, and he's like, I ate lunch and watched you guys in my binos <laughs> doing all the work. That's so cool, though. Yeah, it was cool. So, and that was the guy that told us about the tag deal the day before. No, like three days before. No, it was yeah, day before. Was it? The day yeah, before? It was the day before. Oh, okay. God, dude, the day seems like an eternity. All blending together. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so we talked to him for a little bit. You tried to get him to go with you, actually, to go uh, look for bulls. Yeah, right? look for bulls. But he house. had uh, Thanksgiving obligation. Yeah, this is the day yeah, before Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving obligations um so we hiked up to where we dumped the shoulders and um we boned out the shoulder meat and eric and i loaded our packs up and we had a moment there where andy was gonna run one of the meat bags up to the top of the saddle you know the high point of the hike yeah on the way out which was going to take us, you know, a good amount of time to get up to. And then we're like, dude, you should go hunt. Yeah. And so... Well, you told me, you're all... Oh, yeah, I was like, You're dude, all, why don't I take the rest of that meat and you go do what you're going to do? Yeah, because I don't... I'm so spent from the pack out the day before. Oh, I know that oh, I have... Nelly. Oh. What is going on here? 
You're going to have to get over shit. to the right lane. Big ol' accident. Holy wow. shit. Holy wow. moly. Wow. Oh, God dang. Is that a tow truck flatbed? Lost yeah. a car, dude. Woo. Ooh, that looked Holy bad. shit. That's some scary. Hopefully those people wow. are uh, alive. Dude. Alive and Did safe. Did you see that tree? Yeah. That car wrapped yeah. up in that tree? Yeah, that was bad. Gnarly. Road trip podcast, man. Road trip podcast. These are the Road things you see. Podcast. That's Drive safe, everybody. Away, man. I've been. Anyways, we're driving over uh, Donner Pass right now, and when we came through here, there was no snow on the ground, and when we were coming over the top by Woodward, there was like three feet of snow on the Woodward banks. Yeah. You mean Boreal? Woodward Park, right there. Boreal. Yeah. Yeah. Woodward also, right? Is it Woodward? Yeah. It's the snowboard park as well, Woodward. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. I only thought it was Boreal. You missed the big ass sign that said Woodward on it? Yeah. <laughs> when did that happen? I, I don't know. I That's couldn't weird. tell. Um, yeah, so lots of snow on the ground, and we've been in freaking storms this whole whole day. The whole drive home. 13 hours. A lot hours. of bad weather on the drive. So, uh, anyways, back to it. Right, right. So, yeah, I'm... I was like, okay, I'll take I'll take the other meat bag. Ooh, shiny thing. And then you can just jet out because I'm too spent from the pack out the day Cause before. Because you were like, I'm not going to go back with you to go find elk. Yeah, there's you just... You were done. There's no way that I've got the energy to, like, go, go on another hunt. Go on another hunt and back out and, and let alone kill something. And, have and Anthony to, was like, I'm not know. packing the rest of this shit <laughs> off the mountain. It's too much for one person for sure. Twice yeah. tonight. And yeah. so I end up just loading my pack up with the... Uh, extra meat bag and let's go and Andy sets off and we set off to trudge back to the truck and it was a much better pack out this time around Um, properly properly we were able to properly secure our our meat inside our bags Um, I will say for anyone packing meat out um, make sure you tie your meat correctly inside your pack it makes a world of difference I've experienced it multiple times lately of not being able to tie your meat correctly inside your pack and uh, using using the compression straps, the internal compression straps, and uh, tying it correctly makes a world of difference. Um, unfortunately, with the, the hindquarters from the elk, I mean, there's really no way to really tie that down properly, um, but when given the right opportunity with meat sacks inside your pack and you can do that it's worth it it's yeah i mean it's a game changer so for sure um our pack out was a lot better on the second day and uh we handled business we got down to the truck probably at what 3 30 i think yeah we got yeah. out much quicker than the previous day yeah i think yeah, we got I mean, down you guys, to like 3 30 i left you guys at 1 30 yeah it didn't take us long to get down. We got down like two hours. We high five. We're like, yeah, we're done. Woo! Yeah. Yep. And then I bailed out. Andy had bailed out. So I went to go. Knee blew up again. Also on the way down. Yeah, yeah, that's right, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just to spice it up. So I went to go try and find some elk. And I went and sat on a knob that gave me pretty much a good view of a minimum a thousand yards in every direction around me. And uh, I got there right about 2.15 and I told myself, I'm gonna get up at at four o'clock 
And I'm going to start heading down the mountain in the daylight for what yep. light I'd have left. And, uh, you know, get back to meeting up with you guys. So, from there, you guys went back to the house. You went to go clean up your meat and, like, wash it, rinse it. No, 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 no. We went back to the house to go get Eric new contacts, contacts. so he could see. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's so, right. at that point... And drop the meat off. And drop our meat off. Which we so didn't then, actually do. Which we didn't do. <laughs> um, so, we literally went in the house real quick, grabbed contacts, and then went back to the bottom of the mountain and yeah. basically waited there for you and yeah. waited to hear from you. And So, I'd 4 o'clock hit. Right after we pulled up. It's like you guys pulled up at like 3:53, and I text you, and I was like, "Hey, I'm bailing out at yep. four o'clock. You know, I'll see you when I get to the bottom." Yeah. And the next thing that happened, what's I texted you? Yeah. What, what did the text say? Big bull down. Big bull down. Yeah. And it wasn't no BSS this time. No, it wasn't BSS, BRB, BDB, LOL. You know. Love you long time. You know, eggplant emoji, eggplant emoji, smiley face. No, it was big bull down. It was big bull down. So I'm like, no. Bullshit. I'm like, bullshit, dude. So I call you immediately. Yeah. And I'm talking to you and you don't even like. I'm monotone. Monotone, no excitement, nothing. I'm like, okay, did he lose it? Like, what's going on? What's happening right now? What's going on? So... I had gotten my happy ass up at 4 o'clock, strapped everything down to my pack, slung my rifle, and I always hang my rifle high up over my pack so it rests on the pack frame instead of my shoulder. And uh, I started bombing down, and there's some rutting bucks, and there's a doe, and I'm cutting across this meadow that was below me, staring at the hillside in front of me, and you bet your ass. I'm like, man, that's two elk right there. Throw up the binos. That's two bulls right there. Man, why isn't Eric with me? There's two bulls. <laughs> so, I go another 150 yards through this meadow. And they looked at me and then went back to feeding and looked at me and went back to feeding. I'm like, my heart is pounding out of my chest. I'm sure. Because I tried to range them, and my goddamn rangefinder wouldn't work. It's broken. Like, it won't range anything won't range. past 100 yards. That's so weird. And it's it's in true ballistics mode. It's not in bow mode. Yeah, or right. any, I checked. Like, I was panicking. Yeah. You know, because, like, man, I can knock socks at 750 yards if I need to. I'd really rather not. 500 is my safe space. Yeah. So, I, I get into what I think is about 500 yards, and I'm sitting there on my sticks. I'm waiting for the elk to go broadside. It goes broadside, and the wind is whipping that day, too. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, it was. The wind was whipping windy. that yeah, yeah. day. And uh, line up, boom, take my first shot. Both elk run 50 yards and stop rack another round boom that elk dumps yeah right and starts rolling down the hill 
right? Slams into a tree. I can't see him. He's still trying to get up. Take a third shot. I missed two of the three shots. But you got the one that counted. I got the one that counted that rolled his ass down the hill. Yep. And broke his neck. Um, so I'm kind of like just baffled. Like I'm completely in shock. Like, yeah. how did that all just happen? I'm supposed to be hiking down the hill right now <laughs> before it gets too dark. Like, are you kidding me? What just happened? Just fell into your lap at yeah. the very last possible moment. Of the day. Yeah. Right? Like, I walked into that. Where'd they even <laughs> come from? I've been looking at that hillside. I have pictures in my cell phone that I was sending to my dad making jokes about the empty mountain. Yeah. And Out then there they were. Yeah. Like... 30 minutes before sunset. Not even 30 minutes before sunset. So... We get on the phone, and I'm like, game time, man. I'm not going to be off the mountain until like 1 in the morning. This is coming out tonight. And you guys are like... No, you're like, grab the, grab the sleds and get your ass up the mountain. I'm going to send you a location. And I'm like, we had just finished two days of packing out. Yeah. And I'm like... Yeah, they, they get off the phone... Anthony looks over at me, he's like, no fucking way. I was like, no fucking way, dude. Like, there's no way that he just fucking did that. I was like, holy shit, he just put that down. I was like... There's no elk down. I was just like, I was kind of like baffled. I was like, I, I think I even told Eric, I was like, I gotta tell you, I'm really stoked, but I'm really not at the same time, because we gotta pack that fucker off the mountain right yeah. now. Yeah, so... So I get a text message from you guys yeah. of like unanimous decision. Yeah. You guys are tapping out for the day. We'll be back tomorrow. Let's come back. Our our thought on the whole thing was you gut it, clean it, get it dressed up. We come back fresh in the morning. Yeah. And we handle business first thing in the morning. Yeah, come I, back tomorrow. I voted completely in that favor. I'm like newbie hunter dude out here completely wrecked from two days of packing out the previous elk like that day being the second day and I'm like you know what I'm down but it's got to be tomorrow there's no way it's happening tonight and the other thing too was just going up the mountain into a totally unknown location unknown location and when yeah. we hiked up there hiking up in the dark would have been a totally different story <laughs> and I'm not sure I would have found you <laughs> so we, uh... So, I got to work. You got to work. I hiked. Now, I totally forgot to take off my Super Down Pro. Yeah. Which was a horrible, horrible mistake. Because by the time I got up the other side of the canyon... Soaked. I was drenched. Yeah. From pouring sweat. Like, literally, like... And if I took it off at that point... I would have froze to death. And that shit was like vertical. Vertical. Yeah. Yeah, you walked up it with me. Yeah. That was the next day. Yeah. So I'm up there. I walk up to it and I turned on Instagram Live. Yeah. And I, you know, did all that. 
And I actually, I, I wasn't even gonna show the bowl on Instagram Live because you know me. Yeah. And my silly bag of tricks. Yeah. I like to keep people guessing until I make a post. Yeah. And uh, I didn't do it that time. And uh, so I got to work, got out the elk, then I drugged the elk down as far as I could by myself to get it away from the gut pile in case any wolves showed yeah. up or grizzly bears because there's grizzly bears everywhere even though it's late in the season. And uh, I was so involved in what I was doing, I never even took pictures. Yeah. Of the elk, one with picture. the elk, or anything. Yeah. I mean, I was just like, all right. You know, by the Get time I was done, done. And then come down. Yeah, by the yeah. time I was done, it was pitch black, yeah. and I was traversing a straight up and down mountain yeah. phase. So, finally I got back down. You guys greeted me with... Gatorade. Gatorade. And then we went and got dinner. We went and had dinner. And that was a delicious dinner. Yeah. I was soaked in elk blood from head to toe. You were. In the restaurant. The other patrons of the establishment were thrilled, I am you could, sure. You could totally smell me. You could smell. And I was soaking wet because I had done nothing but sweat for the last three hours. Um, and then the next morning came. Yep. And we went up back up the mountain. We hiked our happy asses back up the mountain for the whatever. We six, met some actually pretty nice days. guys. Six days straight. I don't remember. I don't remember I his name right you. now. Um, but he was super nice. Yes. Him and his buddy from Virginia. Two guys, one local, one, one out of stater. Yeah. Yep. Um, met them, talked to them. They were actually they were hunting for muleys, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Too bad they didn't come with us. This yeah, is Thanksgiving Day, so those, yeah. those boys had some obligations. They had to, they had a turkey to fry or something, so they had to get off the mountain. Yeah. Too bad for them, though. Too bad for them. they could have had a couple really nice mule deer. Yeah. Oh, well. That 4 by 4 Oh, man. Or 4 by 3 the I don't know. You and I kept trying to grab our binos, we, kept trying to grab we didn't binos, bring them to cut weight. We didn't bring them. Yeah. There's some nice ones, though. Eric. Eric, the new guy, brought his binos. Yeah. Well, he still had a tag. We were tagged out. Yeah. Tag. That's right. That's right. Um, man, it is downpouring now. It huh? is raining. It is raining. It is raining. So we are on the way up. Yep. We're dragging sleds, and we make it to kind of this like I don't know what is it? Uh, spring rock. Yeah, spring that's coming out of the side yeah. Of the spring with some shale shale rock and some uh, dry spots with snow and we hike up we find the elk and then you go take off to go look for his busted brow time because when i walked up to i yep. found out when he fell he whacked off. the tree and he smashed into the tree with all yep. of his body weight and busted and his brow busted tine his off. brow tine off so you went up and uh yahtzee found it jackpot what? Found it in the party room. How did that even happen? I don't know. But it was pretty cool that you found it. I was Jack. Yeah. Um, so found that, and then we had to get that elk down, what? We had to drag it down 300 the yards or so. Yeah. 
And now I didn't have any tape with me or zip ties. Oh, God. So I had stuffed the tag inside the carcass when I, when I splayed the carcass over and filled it with snow yep. the night before to keep the meat cool. Yep. Right? And... So then we flipped the carcass over and then took some pictures yep. and then drugged the elk down the hill. Yep. Well, we got down to the bottom and the first thing I said was, Anthony, let me get some zip ties. And right when I said zip ties, you I followed like, up with, oh, oh shit. shit. Which meant I had to hike my happy ass all the back way back up, up to the snow that we had dumped out yeah. of the carcass when we got there. And find your tag. Thank and find my tag. Thank which was, Jeebus. was still there. Yeah. It was fine. Everything was yeah. legit. And uh, so then came back down. You guys had built a fire ring. Yeah. And started a fire. Because yep. it was snowing. It was dumping. It was windy. And it, it was, was the cold. windiest day that we had had yep. the entire trip. Yep. I was. I looked at you as soon as we got to the site that we chose, and I was like, I'm building the fire. And I was like, absolutely. You're like, go for it. Yeah. So I built I think I said, ring. do you have the stuff to build one? Oh, yeah. And you were like, yeah, I do. Yeah. You all hey, it's... Legion what is it? OST, yeah. Outdoor, Outdoor survival, survival and Tactical. And if you need me to, I'll get tactical in this bitch. Yeah. And there's the fire. Set up a real tactical fire. So, for you, and that was one of your... We had talked about this. Yeah. Like, that was one of your light, like lifelong... You wanted to have this it's moment. It's just the backcountry experience for well, me, it's, right? It's, yeah. It's like... Well, you see so I, many other people do that. Everywhere that I hunt... In the Sierras, yeah, you are not allowed to have a fire above eight thousand feet. Yeah, and everywhere that I hunt in a general zone in the Sierras is like ten thousand and above feet. That's why you never find deer out there. <laughs> no, there's deer there. I just don't find them. <laughs> um, so you can't have fires up there. Yeah. So it's just it's just a different dynamic. It's the lore. Yeah, so it's just that backcountry experience, you know, yeah. like, yeah. you're having to kill in the snow, it being cold enough to where, yeah, I'm going to have a fire while I'm cleaning this animal, warm up my hands. And how fucking, how was amazing so was epic. that? Oh. To go from ice cold meat. Oh, it was amazing. To putting your hands into a fire and being like, oh, this is great. I'm warming my hands right up right now. Unreal. Amazing. You can't even put words to it. If we didn't have that, I'd I would have cut my hands off my hands. before we finished. It would have been a miserable, yeah, miserable Yeah, it would have been a miserable. Experience. It would have been seriously miserable. But we would have done just fine. We are men, and, you know, we would. I think we would have been able to handle it. Yeah. We have, I mean, but we had a fire, and it was great. Right. Yeah. Um, we had a fire in an apartment. It was nice. Yeah. It was beautiful. So, yeah, so we, we processed the elk. Yeah. We boned everything out. Yep. We loaded up the sleds, threw the head on my back. Yeah. I oh, tried you? to carry the head and a sled. Oh, the shit show. And I think I went down like 15 times. Yeah. Did you see the one time when I went down and I dug so deep into the snow when I hit? And it hit your face in the snow? No, no. That oh. was a different time. <laughs> that the elk head stayed perfect in the snow. I didn't even have to hold on to it. It no. just stood up. Stabbed the antlers in no, the snow. No, I saw the... The one the I saw bump? was when you face planted. Oh my god! Into the ground. That was, and then there was another time after that where I went down like just horribly hard on my ankle. 
Because all the rocks under the snow. Yeah. Is that right? when you finally let me take it? That was after he'd been bothering me like, for <laughs> if, ten falls. If, if, if you don't know Andy, again. Andy's going to try and send it until he's dead. Yeah. And he's like just getting his ass kicked all the way down this mountain, dragging a sled full of 100 pounds of elk meat, carrying a hobbling on my broken hobbling ass on a, ankle. Hobbling on a messed up ankle with the elk head balanced on his shoulders. And I'm like poking along like, hey, let me take that sled. Let me take that sled. Let me no, take I that sled. No, I got this, dude. And he's like, no. I got he, this. He, he doesn't give me the dignity of an answer. He just keeps going. And uh, eventually it got so fucked that he was finally like, all right. <laughs> Meanwhile, Anthony's like a quarter mile down the mountain in front yeah, of us. Just, I just... Crushing fucking miles. Anthony had a sled of his own and was just kamikazeing his way down yep. the hill with But it. we got the whole elk out. In one go. In one go. Thank yeah. God it was all downhill. Yeah. Thank God it was all downhill. Yeah. Uh, I'd say the parts that didn't have snow with the sleds sucked. That sucked, but it wasn't that bad. It wasn't bad. That it wasn't bad, that bad. It, was, it sucked. It did suck. Yeah. Oh, and these dudes were kind enough to show me how to bone out a hindquarter. Oh, yeah. That's right. Like, yeah, the elk hindquarter. Pretty, yeah. pretty epic first hunting experience to get to do all this different stuff. Yeah, you yeah, So you, you kind of like uh, went from zero to hero, dude. <laughs> yeah, so let's talk about that. Like, what, what is that like? What's that like for you to come out, dude? I don't know. Of I've, your first hunt of your life, you've deboned animals, you've packed out animals, you've killed your own animal. Yeah. What I mean, how's he, how do you how do you feel, man? I feel like privileged beyond belief because I understand that my experience with your first hunting trip is probably not what most people's <laughs> first hunting trip experience is. Most people takes years to kill animals on public land. And to get to do a public land hunt and kill an animal my first day of the hunt and then to like I honestly feel like if that was the whole trip and like I just left after that first day, that wouldn't have been the whole experience. But to, like to get to come back every day and like grind and work my ass off, crush mountains to to like keep up with you guys and and like try and like be worth some salt, you know, to to help pack out and all that shit. Like that felt like the real deal, like the real experience, and that was what I was after. Because like I don't want to. I want to dive into this, and that's just kind of the way that I've always lived my life, is like, when I get into something, I get all the way into it, yeah. and I feel like having an opportunity to be on a trip like this where I'm just immersed to the fullest degree, it's kind of going to get me going in the right direction where every other trip that I'm going to take, I'm going to be more prepared for it than, yeah. than if I had kind of had like my, dipped my toes in it a little yeah. bit. And, I think you know, it gets easier from here for you. That sounds great. Not harder. <laughs> I mean, maybe success might be yeah, I, up and down and all around, but but I'm not gonna have um, my work threshold is set pretty pretty well. You yeah, think? Yeah, yeah. You go pretty pack high, out a coastal. Pretty high standards. You go Good. pack out a coastal Oregon blacktail and tell me how bad it is. Okay. It's gonna be like a fucking walk in the park. I look forward to that for sure. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it was an incredible experience for me. Like unbelievable i had no like real expectations i knew it was going to be hard i really hoped that i got a chance to shoot at something you know but like i didn't have a solid expectation that i would even get that i would even kill anything Full attack. yeah i was yeah. like hoping that somebody would and i would at least get to be part of it 
in some way. Yeah. But to go on a trip where I got to kill my first animal, everybody got to kill something. Like, I got, I didn't get to fill my elk tag. Everybody fulfilled a dream. You yeah. killed your first deer, Anthony killed his first elk, and I got to kill another bull. Yeah, and it was... You know what I mean? And, like, I think for each one of us, we all got to achieve a new level for ourselves. Yeah, yeah. and everybody and got to sort of, like, participate in everybody else's experience yeah. with that. Exactly. And I think that was like the one of the coolest parts of the whole thing is that there's this facet of it where it's like a soup hunting is like a very individual experience because there's like all of your individual emotional process that goes into it. Your own spiritual path. And yeah, your your spiritual path for sure. And the relationship that you have with the animal that you're hunting and the process involved and all that stuff. But to sort of like be able to interweave that with the people that you're hunting with. Yeah. I don't know. It creates yeah. it creates a really powerful experience for me and I, I feel so lucky to have been a part of something like that like it's so cool there's yeah. no other way for me to describe yeah. it no, that's a great description I mean I we were talking about it on our way out I think it was I forget what pack out day it was but when we were walking down the mountain I mean we hadn't met each other prior to this trip and yeah I mean we were going down the mountain having full-blown conversations about life and talking about the experience and sharing it with other people and how you can literally go from not knowing someone to hiking with that person for four days straight or five days straight and then hunting being the common thread that brings you together and gives you this full rounded experience and I don't know just it, it it's a beginning of a relationship that you know who knows how far it'll go and well yeah and I feel like experiences it, it's easy to to come out of that situation with a friend because I think it's tapping into like the most primal shared yeah. experience that a human being can have with another human being like that's what why we ascended to the the top of the food chain is not because we're like super strong or anything like that but we work together and and can achieve stuff like that and absolutely it's it's like the most the most absolutely primal bonding experience that i think could exist we were talking about that like what are the odds of like going to a, a movie or a baseball game with a mutual friend and like yeah. being like oh man we're definitely going to stay in touch you know like <laughs> you don't you don't share that experience and the bond is more shallow because the experience is more shallow and yeah. the experience is deep and powerful and like hard and, and, and like this real real total thing you're you're more likely to connect at, out of that I think yeah well I mean the emotions that, that you experience in a hunt are there's highs there's lows there's you know you have the kills or high, high five and after a kill you're hugging you're fucking yeah. you're so pumped to just dying with weight on your back to struggling every morning getting out of bed to fucking yeah. crawl up the mountain to <laughs> dude admit the every morning when the alarm went uh, off it was just like alright dude not today I'm not gonna do it today the day, we all got up still oh, yeah, yeah like, every morning you'd get, get up, up and cook breakfast I'd get yep. up and cook breakfast someone would get up and turn coffee, the coffee pot on yeah. like miraculously by 545 we were all out of the house we were all downstairs yep. You know what I mean? The, the day after the first elk pack out was the hardest day for me to get out of bed. I was just so thrashed. I couldn't believe how bad I hurt. Yeah. And But I was like, damn it. I said I was going to go back. <laughs> I have to go back. And, and I'm, you did. Glad, I'm glad I and did. And you did, yeah. Yeah. 
you did, and you packed more meat out. And yeah. Then, I mean. And then you did the next day and packed and more then, meat out again. Yeah. And so I mean, what a what a fucking trip, <laughs> man. Right. So Eric, what would you say for you, getting into your first extreme hunting experience? <laughs> would be your favorite piece of gear that you had this trip. What was your like staple piece of gear? Uh, you know, as much as I hated it, it's gotta be the pack. Uh-huh. Like, I loved as much as I hated it. <laughs> yeah, like, cause I was annoyed by it, having to have the pack on all the time, but it felt- It makes sense though. It was like the, it's sort of like the, the home base on your back the whole time. Yeah. yeah. Like everything that you do hinges on what you can carry with you and the pack being comfortable and I was running the I can't even remember what the it is ultra. the yeah ultra 4000 Kuyu yeah. pack yeah. and that they set me up with at the shop and it was great like it carried everything I needed to carry it wasn't as big as the packs that you guys run but yeah. like Cody is great at squaring you away yeah with yeah they got me dialed in there for he's sure. super solid man. but just having a solid pack that you can you know you can strap everything onto if you you can pack in all your extra clothes that you might need all that stuff like it was it was like it's like a hub for yeah, everything else absolutely and that your was foods in there your water's in yeah. there your warmth everything yeah and like when you take a break you can lean on it and you can lean your yeah. rifle on it like it's 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 a weird thing to think about and appreciate but it's like i don't know it, everything else kind of hinges on the pack absolutely yeah. that's probably my favorite thing anthony what do you think for you my favorite piece of gear for this trip alone. For this trip, what was your standout item? My brand new crispy boots. How'd you like those? I loved them. West Coast hooked that up. Yeah, Hans Dude, came through. I love that they sell crispy boots. Um, I the got biggest the Nevadas. Problem. Yeah, the Nevadas. Yeah, the Nevada insulated boots. Yep. The, um, big, the biggest problem with crispies is the sizing, dude. And there's nowhere where you can go get size. Yeah, for the there's piece. nowhere you can. I, there's nobody Unless that carries them. Yeah, I mean, they're the only licensed yeah. dealer in California to sell them. Uh, so yeah, that? West Coast West, Archery. West Coast Archery. So yeah, right before we left, I had like, I literally went to your work, dropped off all my shit, and went straight to went the straight shop. to West Coast. <laughs> and uh, I went in there, gave Hans a high five, and he's like, what are you doing? Go try on boots. He's like, you need to get the fuck out of here. And I was like, all right. So I went over there, tried on some boots, and I tried on the guide boots. I tried on the Nevadas. Now, are the guide boots the taller ones? That's the tall boot. I might have to look into those. I. That was what I wanted to do, <laughs> but boy. my heel, dude, and it was a bit funky on Utah, your I jacked the back of my heel. Up. Oh, that's right. Because we were, I mean, all the shit that we were climbing in Utah was super steep. Yeah. And the boots I had, my, well, still the boots I have, like my lightweight boots are, they're La Sportivas and uh, the Trango GTX. So love them to death, but just in the super steep stuff, the back of the heel shank had. I think bruised my heel somehow. How long have you had those boots? I've had those boots for this whole year. I love them. Just this year? Yeah, I've never had any okay. issues with them because I used to wear the Solomons. But you didn't wear them last season? The Trangos? Yeah. I did towards the end of the season. Okay. Um, because my Solomons leaked and oh, that's froze at 12,000 feet yeah. and that was a miserable experience. I'll never yeah. buy those again. Yeah. Um, so I went into a mountaineering boot 
and I loved them, but my heel got bruised. They're not insulated either, so I was worried on this trip with the weather that we were going to be experiencing. Are I you happy to get that you got insulated? Something through? insulated, <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, super pumped on them. Uh, so I bought the crispy Nevadas. Those are the ones that felt best to me. Yeah. The guides were tall, and it put a weird strain on the back of my heel, and I just wasn't going to be able to do that. And I knew immediately after putting them on. Yeah. It's the same last, same boot, just taller, but I feel like with the the height of the boot, it just cranks more down on your ankle yeah. and has more support, but caused some irritation to my heel. Yeah. So I went with the Nevada. Um, I wore them the entire car ride uh, up just to, get, just used to, to get used to them and try to break them in <laughs> before stepping on the mountain. You don't need to break them in. And yeah, they claimed three hour break in on those boots. Yeah. And they just got more comfortable over the week. And I think we, I looked at my Garmin, I think we ended up putting like 50 miles in or something like that. Yeah. Um, over the course of our trip. So they were broken in. Um, only complaint that I would say that I have with them is it is a leather upper and they do not dry overnight. No. So you need Not unless to you have like invest, a forced drying system. You have to invest in a, a boot dryer, which if I was in the back country, you couldn't have. I would be in trouble if it was cold enough because your but, boots would freeze. So, but going into every ne- the next day, every day, yeah, they'd still keep your feet warm, even yeah, though they totally. were wet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd say, and they were they were wet as basically soon as you from were, filling with sweat. Well, filling with sweat, and I think I mean there was. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think they were cold because they were wet and it was cold and the wind would cut through. Um, but yeah, most of the wetness inside the boot was due to sweat. Um, it wasn't like they were pouring, water wasn't pouring in the boot or anything like that. Um, but overall, yeah, man, I loved them. Um, was super pumped on them. I'd say that was my long-winded best piece of gear. Nice. Very nice. long-winded. Sorry, everybody. Jeez. Hey, Andy. Yeah. Do you have a favorite piece of gear? Oh, you know he does. That's why he asked the question. I know what this one is, too. You, okay. want, you want to take a bet? What do you think it is? You guys can take a bet. Um, You're not going to get Andy's it. Andy's favorite piece of gear. Probably the my neck gator that's in his bag. Oh, yeah. I have your neck gator. Oh, <laughs> damn. damn. <laughs> I'm going with the super down. Yeah, well, he's only oh, mentioned it about a thousand times. Yeah. All right. What's your favorite piece? On this trip? Yeah. I don't know, man. Your bomber hat. <laughs> the bomber hat was pretty epic to wear. You uh, look so cozy when you settle down for glass and you put your bomber hat on. You're it just was like... so warm. <laughs> it was like, like it literally traps all the heat in your head. Um, God, my favorite piece of gear this trip? You know what my favorite piece of gear was? Nope. Swarovski ELs. Ah. Oh, yeah. You were yeah. flexing with those, dude. Yeah. I, I mean, I've used Vortex. I've used Maven. And I've used Swarovski. Uh, which I got on I got on Loner because I yeah. can't afford Swarovski. Yet. Yeah. Yet. Um. 
But I used Swarovski, like, uh, Hans and Adrian let me borrow a pair, and they, they just said, here, try these for Montana, let us know how you like them. Yep. And, uh... They passed the test, huh? Wow. <laughs> wow. I mean, but I, and, uh, I, you know, it's like, we'd be sitting there, and I'd be calling out points, and, yeah. you, and you'd be like, I can't see the points. Or, like, you could see them, but not... I couldn't make out... What was going on. Clear exactly. horns. Yeah. Yeah. You could just... You knew there was horns there. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. I mean, I'd have to go with the Swarovski L's, man. Nice. That would, for sure, be my my hands down best part or best piece of gear for this trip okay um i have a next question oh great all right besides the kills because everybody had their own kills what were your guys's favorite moments of the trip eric oh i can't be your kill um besides the kills that's fucked up besides your kill oh okay Yeah, one moment. That one is, moment. That is so tough. Can I do like top three? Nope. No, just one. One moment. Dude, I'm having a really hard time picking. Getting to the truck and dropping your pack. Honestly, that's like that's in the contention. The feel, the moment when your pack sits on the tailgate <laughs> and is no longer resting on your body like that oh, instant so where you levitate off the ground a little bit in that moment one yeah. of my, I'm going to say one of my favorite moments was when I walked to the truck with you guys on that first pack out yeah. after I got there and we put the bed of the truck down, the tailgate down and you guys both put your packs down and you guys are like Bouncing around the parking lot like, I can fly. I can fly. I felt, yeah. What was, so what was your favorite, what was your favorite part? I, I'd have to just pick like any random snapshot of a day when I had these moments of reflection, when I would just like look around and be yeah. in awe of what I was doing. Uh-huh. Like it's not one Did you ever think spot. that it, that would be something you'd be doing? I wanted it to be, yeah. but I just never took the initiative to, to, do it. to make it happen. Yeah. And there would be moments when and I'm dude, like, I've been knocking down your door for eight years, eight years to get you literally. to do this shit. Yeah, and so I'm glad I got to dive in, but it was just like moments, like random spots through the day when I'd be like suffering, you know, like <laughs> climbing up a hill and I would like be gasping for air and I would like have to stop for a second. I'd look around and be like, this is unreal fucking yeah. life. This is as real as it gets. And I was so just constantly awed with just the opportunity and being in it, like in immersed in the, the realist experience that you could possibly have. Like that moment that I got to have over and over and over and over again. That was my favorite moment. <laughs> nice. Yes. Nice, man. Good one. What about you, Anthony? Watching him kill his first buck. Yeah. That was, that was fucking epic. Um, Aw, thanks. No, it was. Like, just seeing the whole thing yeah. go down and, like, how it happened, the shot. I mean, just, it was, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. It was cool to share that experience with you from yeah. being a total stranger <laughs> on Thursday <laughs> to sharing your first kill with you and, like, yeah. being right there. Yeah, that was, that was rad. And then getting to share my 
kill with you. Oh, like know, that dude. was yeah. that was fucking rad. That's so powerful, man. Yeah. Like you can't use your kill. No, I was just, just kidding. The, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, dude. Just going from the flip flop of yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. No, that it was so rad. Like just to you can you feel like overwhelmed by the emotion of the person that had the kill is having. You're just like so stoked for them. Yeah. Yeah. So and it's just like as happy as you could possibly be. It's the weirdest weirdest thing. It's hard to find a situation like that where you yeah. feel so much of what that person is feeling in that moment. It's freaking cool. Yeah. Andy? <laughs> yeah, I mean that's difficult for me, man. It would, it would I mean I'm and But also cleaning the elk by the fire. That was so good. That was epic. Too. Oh, dude. And we forgot to even talk about while we were having the fire, we took a sliver of backstrap oh, and yeah, kicked it took, over the yeah, fire. The that was like completing the, the moment. Yeah. Yeah, there's a little like sliver of backstrap left on the Carcass. spine. And uh, we're like, we got a fire here. Let's yeah. cook a little piece of it. Yeah. And that was just straight. That was beauty. That was the was immersing delicious. yourself in the experience. Yeah, yeah, that was that was like I use this term all the way alive. Yeah. Right. You know, that's what it felt like. You gotta say what your favorite one was though, Andy. Um dude, it's hard, man. It's hard because I've been hassling you for eight years <laughs> to come hunting with me and, and I've been just busting your balls and, and I kinda just gave up about it. And then until I had you to, called me this or until we went out to dinner and you told me you kind of wanted to try it. I had to come around on my own terms. Yeah, for sure, dude. Everyone does. And uh, sitting next to you and, and creeping up to the edge and, and, and you taking the shot and the buck literally just dumping. Like, you know what I mean? And, and uh, then when I walked up to it and saw that you shot it through the head, like, I was just like totally mind blown and baffled and like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that was- Like to see it come to that? Like after all the time? All of the, yeah. the time and energy and, and everything. And not only that, but like talking you, talking to you about it for the last eight or nine months mm -hmm. since you put in for the tag and the whole, emotional roller coaster of getting it and not getting it what gear do I get and blah blah you know what yeah. I mean and like pestering you with questions which is totally fine with me like that's what I'm I'm here to help you know yeah. what I mean and, and that's that's one of the biggest parts for me about it you know but it was I mean I would have to it would I would have to be that you know um, you know and, and you know for me I think part of the reason why it was so emotional for me when I was at my grandfather's spot was because I'm there with you know my two best friends passing it on slaying animals <laughs> left and right like and my family's been doing it in that area for 30 years yeah you know 33 years and and you know, for me, passing on the tradition, and I know you've already been hunting, you know what I mean, and, yeah. and all that, but like, 
you know, like this this last year, getting to share so many hunting experiences oh, yeah. with you and like all the hopes and dreams and everything that you and I started talking about last year and like all the way and I'm talking like before the podcast yeah. you know what I mean and you know and and all that and like that's a special place for you man. dude it's it's overwhelming just talking about it for me is overwhelming and, mm-hmm. and it's uh amazing to get to be a part of it yeah, yeah. You, you know what I mean there, there's I can't put words to the entire experience from my end you know, it's like, it's just fucking unreal, dude. You, you're carrying the torch, man. Oh, I'm trying to. You're like, you get to be, that's a privilege, man. You like, know? you get to be part of the living flame yeah. that is your tradition. Well, it's your family's tradition yeah. and stuff. And you know, and like. That's beautiful. My, my grandfather would, uh, you know, help with Hunter's Ed and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I remember when I passed, because like. I mean, it's, I, I love to take people hunting. I love, you know, and this is before I even started hunter's education or stuff like that. Like, I just loved getting out into the woods and exposing new people to hunting. You know, like that's, because to me it was a dying art form, a dying tradition, a dying legacy of America. And, and I feel like now it's kind of, it's more on the upswing. Yeah. But like, I remember the day that I passed, you know, and I called my uncle and I was like, I just became a hunter's education instructor for the state of California. I'm in tears. My uncle's in tears. And the first thing my uncle says to me is your grandfather would be so proud of you for what you're doing. You know what I mean? And then I'm on the mountain at his final resting place getting to share... I mean, like, dude, we shot bucks back yeah. to back, like, boom, boom, take my rifle, shoot it, reload, yeah. like, you know what I mean? And then, like, within dude, a minute, you know, yeah. within a minute, and then, like, three weeks later, boom, Eric shoots his buck. Then a day after that, or two days after that, boom, you shoot your first elk, and yeah. then, like, you know, a day after that, yeah. boom, there's. a and like, dude, I'm walking back to the truck. Like, how'd that shit even happen, man? Yeah. Like, so it's lucky. surreal, dude. Yeah. And it's, you know, it is luck, dude. Like, sure, yeah, there's skill involved, whatever. But it's like what you keep saying, dude. 99%, 99% luck. 99% luck, 1% skill. You know what I mean? And it just, the right things happen at the yeah. right time. If Eric, if you wouldn't have had said, you know, hey, let me take the meat back. Let me I'm take the meat. Go. Yeah. You know? You wouldn't have gotten You go way. hunt. And then I'm going to go even a step further. If you guys had the day before packed out the entire animal of Anthony's. You wouldn't have been at the right place at the right time. Wouldn't have never even yeah. been on You know yeah. what I mean? Who knows what would have happened where that you day. Would have been. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So it's like. There's so many events. Variables. And, and variables that butterfly happen. Butterfly effect. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Like, oh, I stopped and looked at this pretty flower. Yeah. And that put yeah. me five minutes behind where I was supposed to be. Yep. And I either got the opportunity or missed it. I yeah. never know. 100%, man. What a game you to know. play. <laughs> so, Anthony, for you, did you... And just because this is probably the last podcast we'll do is it for this year, I would assume. 
uh, uh, 2018, but yeah. not not podcasting, but yeah, yeah, you know the group. Yeah. What has it been like for you getting your first California public land, going out of state for your first time on a public land hunt, being successful there, bailing out and going to another state, like? I mean, you know how I work. It's yeah, just high intensity, hard. dude. High intensity, high intensity. I think, for me... And, uh, really quick, though, yeah. like... And, I mean, I was like, I told you, dude. I was like, hang on tight, dude. And yeah. you're like, I got this, dude. No fucking problem. Yeah. We're going to handle this shit. You know what I mean? And, like, here we are, dude. This is the end of the season. We're coming back from the last hunt that you're going on for this yeah. year. You know, where are you at mentally? Mentally? Uh... Sad it's over. <laughs> For sure. Um, I mean, yesterday I was ready to go buy a doe tag as we were coming off the mountain packing your elk out. And why didn't we? Because it was closed on the Thanksgiving. The damn place was closed because it was Thanksgiving, dude. So, if that tells you, I'm not ready to stop. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, man. It's. I'd say this season's been a roller coaster of emotion, man. It's... It's been, I would have to say, thank you to you, obviously, for bringing me along this season. Um, Many that, more to come, dude. I can't wait until your son can not. Oh, us. man, that's going to be amazing. And, you know, I got to thank my wife, obviously, because she's put up with me <laughs> taking off after getting married and just bouncing on, out on, on, on trips. On. Yeah. I got to thank your wife, yeah. too. Yeah. Because most people's wives don't let them come with me this much. Yeah. So <laughs> Wait a minute, that sounds gay. I mean, we've... <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was wedding, and then honeymoon, and then right Hunting. after that... Was we honey. haven't stopped. And we haven't stopped, so... Yeah, thank you, honey. Appreciate it. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think... Dude, it's been a roller coaster of emotions. I mean, going into Utah, that was... Uh, Utah I would was say fucking rough. A mental... That was a mental game for me, big time, because, I mean, that was four days there of hunting straight, not even seeing a buck, and then just things changing immediately there. And then going to Montana that next day, 24 hours later, tagging out, both of us. Yeah, at the same time. At the same time. And then coming back four weeks later, three weeks, whatever it is, and tagging out on my first elk I've ever gotten. I mean, just, yeah, from an emotional standpoint, it's, yeah, it's been a roller coaster, man. And then California, like, to finally get that monkey off my back, dude. Because <laughs> that was a monkey hanging out for six and a half years, just, well, just I, hanging I out. I even remember talking to you last year when you were backpacking in. You were sending me text messages, leaving your house at 2 a.m., yeah. headed to the trailhead yeah. to backpack in in the fucking snow. Yeah. And I'm like, this guy's retarded, dude. What is he doing? I definitely didn't make it easy on myself. No. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, to get the California buck off off my back, and that was, uh, that was, to me, that was a huge accomplishment this season. Um I just, that was six and a half years in the making. 
Uh, and it wasn't like a dink of a buck either, man. He was a it's solid, dandy California solid general California buck. general season buck. Um, yeah, so God, I, I yeah, I don't even know, man. The words can't even explain how the season has gone. And, you know, I, I give it three months, dude. Four yeah, out of five tags filled. The only yeah. tag I didn't fill was my AO tag for California. Yeah, me too. Yeah, both me of too. us. Why well, my bear that? tag? What up, Doc? Yeah, but from a deer season, I mean, we we killed it, dude. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Fuck, man. Next what, year. You know, it's so funny too, and I I want I want to go back and listen to the first podcast that you and I did together. Yeah. When you were like. You know, how many ever tags? Three tags, two states tagged out. You know, you're like, public land, that's crazy. I've never done something like that. To now, a year later, and it's done. (laughs) Yeah. It's done. Straight up. Straight up. It's done. Yeah. What's next? I don't know. Better stay tuned and find out. (laughs) New Zealand? (laughs) New season. The mystery will be... 2019. 2019. We're coming for you. Yeah. We're going to fuck you up. Yep. Thanks for checking us out, guys. Thanks again, guys, for following along. Hope you guys enjoyed the road trip. Eric, thank thank you. you. Thank you, guys, for letting me talk and dragging me around that mountain. Unbelievable experience, and this is going to be the beginning of a, a whole lot for me. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to the show, folks. If you'd like to check us out online, our website is www.theflipflopguide.co. You can find out all the information you need to have your own flip-flop in your own backyard. We encourage this, and we'd love to see this happening in every backyard across America. You can purchase our sauces that have been cranking out flip-flops from my grandfather since the 1960s. If you had trouble filling your tags this year, we also have available on our website Maui Nui Axis Deer Legs. They're 100% USDA approved and ready for your consumption. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram at the flip flop guy. We hope you have a great day. Thanks for tuning in and don't forget to smash that subscribe button.